This is a Showbile podcast. Just mute me there, so I can. Stay yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you asked me to do it as soon as it started. You started talking. Oh, I didn't see the counter. I can't see it. I got to put oh, off to the God. side, so I had no idea. I guess we're into it, though. Uh, the boys are back for another episode of Box on Nux, and uh, we run a bit of hiatus there for a while. So thanks for bearing with us during that, and uh, we'll try to make up for it here with a double whammy this week, meaning we've got a bonus episode coming out. And a little, uh, a little later on, Stewie J will give you the details on that. But uh, first, I think we should do a little check-in because it's been a while since uh, the lads have done one of these, almost a month now. Just, you know, different things going on in our lives. It was hard to line up a time to actually record this. But uh, how you boys been doing? I've been doing all right. It's been, like you said, it's been a busy time. All of us got, you know, different things on the go to start the year. If you're working and you care about your job, you want to start the year well. So it's tough to line up a time, but I think we're back and I think we're back for good. We just shot the shit for like a little break in the fourth wall action. Like, I think we just shot the shit for like an hour before this podcast. The boys hadn't talked to each other in a month. It's fucking good to see the fellas. It's good to be back. How are you doing, Stewie? Pretty good. Speaking of shooting the shit, um, I'm going to get to a story, but, uh, Kind of my New Year's, it wasn't actually a New Year's resolution, but I found myself like I, I kind of like uh, did some um, self-reflection today and I realized that like my main interest this day is like kind of like s- self-improvement. So I'm like trying to like eat healthier, drink more water. I heard uh, I was listening to fucking Joe Rogues and he was talking about like how like when you're healthy, you, you take it for granted. But when you're sick, all you wish for is being healthy. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking dedicate my fucking my, my free time to just fucking staying healthy doing research on like uh you know like good diet uh good health practices and shit so anyways that's been kind of my thing for like the past like two weeks but like fucking a week ago um i was at my girl's house this is a week into my lifestyle improvement journey all right we hit the gym me and my girlfriend went to the gym together and then after it was like i hadn't eaten very much in the in the day right so then i was like what's like a, a healthy like What's the healthiest fast food I can get at like 12 a.m.? It was a 24-hour gym. We were there like uh, mad late, right? And then I was like, Wendy's is open. Do they have anything healthy? And then I realized like they have salad. Duh. We're going to go through Wendy's and grab a fucking salad, all right? And then I asked what the salads they had. They didn't really – they only had a chicken Caesar. And I was like, you know what? Chicken Caesar, as far as salads goes, isn't really a healthy salad. But at the end of the day, it's still a salad and it's probably more protein than any of the other salads. And I just worked out. So, you know what? I'll take, they'll take the, I think that's a pretty good decision. I'll take the chicken Caesar salad, right? So I get home. I love this Caesar salad, right? I've mucked it, deleted the Caesar salad so fast. Anyways, <laughs> I woke up at about 7 30, 8 a.m. I'm like, this is, I'm, this is kind of weird. Like, uh, it's not bright enough outside. I'm like up uh, far too early. You know what I'm saying? And then I realized why pretty quickly. I felt pretty fucking nauseous, all right? So then I'm like, no way. I'm about to like throw up right now. It must have been that damn fucking Caesar salad, right? Anyways, turns out I had fucking food poisoning, boys. Like <laughs> not, like crazy food, but I threw up like six times. My my girlfriend is, has like this extreme disgust to like, to like puke and shit, right? So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go downstairs. Nobody lives downstairs. So I'm just going to go downstairs, use the fucking basement bathroom and just post up downstairs. She's got a little beanbag, like fucking uh, couch thing. 
uh, downstairs. So I would just like lie down on that and uh, just make my trips to the bathroom every like half an hour or so. I was hurting, right? It was like diarrhea. It was fucking pews. It was the worst, right? Anyways, I thought I was getting over it, right, boys? I thought I was getting over it. It was like now the afternoon. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting over it, right? And I felt some, uh, I felt some uh, like gas coming, right? So, oh, I was no. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, basically, boys, I shit my pants. <laughs> That's why you don't go healthy, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's why you don't go well, healthy, baby. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, I haven't, when was the last, it, it was just an incredible coincidence because when was the last time that's ever happened? Maybe when I was in diapers, like three years old. And then a week into my, my, my fucking dedication to becoming healthy, I fucking shit my pants, boys. Oh. Okay, Stu, I love I love you and you know that, but that is karma for going to fucking Wendy's and getting a salad. That is no different than the guy who rolls up the Donnie's that we've talked about before and orders 20 nuggets, three McDoubles, a junior chicken, but I'm going to get a large Diet Coke, please, because I'm kind of watching my say, shoes. I was going to say, Stewie J, just switch to the Diet Cokes when you went to Wendy's there too, like the whole healthy aspect of everything. That's throwing it back to like episode one or two, too. You're bringing that one it up. It is. I turned in. You talk enough shit, you turn into the guy, dude. That's, I guess what? I, I'm well, him. Okay. What is the if, saying? If you we're see, tell- you're the hero long enough, you see yourself become the villain or something like that? <laughs> yeah, except it was a week. I was the hero for a fucking week. For- <laughs> if, if we're coming clean on stuff like that, and I did not know this podcast was going to go this way, but if we're coming clean, I got a quick one, too, if the boys want to hear it. I fucking um, did this. I did this, uh, not the same thing, but similar um, ending point where, you know, I was, I was kind of like going through it. I was sick. I wasn't treating the body very well. As I like to say, I was polluting the body for a few days. I fucking, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. I think, you know what? I need to fucking go down for a nap. I'm dying. I don't feel well, whatever. Laying in bed, have my track pants on. Luckily laying in bed, sleeping. I wake up at like four o'clock, four thirty. And I'm like, fuck, man, I was sweating. Like, I knew I wasn't feeling well. Like, fuck, like my whole, like, I'm soaked. I'm fucking sweating like a motherfucker, like going on and on. And I'm like thinking about it, right? So anyways, I get up and like any guy does when they wake up, it's like, I got to go take a piss. And I fucking walk to the bathroom and I look in the mirror and I'm like, I fucking piss myself. Like, I just pissed <laughs> myself. And I had that same realization as used to where I was like, when would be the last time I pissed myself? Like I might have to call my mom and be like, Hey mom, what do you do when you piss yourself? Cause last time I did it, she would have been the one to clean me up. So I'm happy that we both kind of started the new year in the same way of being like, do I embarrass the story? I didn't think it was going to go this way. I really did <laughs> completely opposite scenarios. You're trying to be healthy. I was polluting my body. Same outcome. Yeah, I'm trying to think the last time I shit myself or fucking pissed myself. <laughs> I was threw up there fucking burping myself there. But oh my God. Fuck, the man. Shambles. Oh, uh, what be, a start. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a while back now. And if, fuck, if I did that, I probably don't remember it if I got that wasted. Because I definitely, uh, it definitely wasn't a result of taking the healthy route. It never went that way. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> fuck, eh? Fuck, good I to hear everyone's uh, got a great start to the new year, though. That's always good to hear. Uh, what about you, Ty? So you pissed or shit yourselves to start the year or what? Not yet. got to be part year. of the fellas. Not this year. Yeah, I mean, I guess I got to join the club somehow. I guess I got to get pretty loaded or fucking eat healthy this weekend to, to shit myself. You got you to go healthy if you want to shit yourself. But, yeah, so uh, basically now I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I'm just uh, absolutely polluting. My, I just eat cake for breakfast and shit because you know, I haven't thrown up since. Haven't so I think- shit yourself since, I bet. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, this is what right. I'm saying. Exactly. So maybe <laughs> healthy is unhealthy and un- turn left to go right. You know what I'm saying? The cl- the always- old, uh, the wise old Doc Hudson once said, turn left to go right. So 
I like it. Nah, but I don't want to seem like I'm some health nut. I was kind of like overdoing it. I was just, uh, I just had way too much free time to myself. That's the way I thought it was going. I thought it was going to be like all oh, health, and I was like, oh, you switched to Diet Cokes is what you're trying to say. But then it turned into a whole other story. I've been, I've just been getting sucked into these like YouTube and Reddit fucking rabbit holes with all this fucking free time lately. Um, now I kind of feel guilty for saying free time because we haven't done a pod in a month. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just in my free time, just been getting into it on the fucking Reddit threads and shit and fucking. Not even that I like wanted to. I just get into all these people talking all these conspiracies. So, uh, fuck, I was like, better be better safe than sorry. Fucking let me take care of the body a little bit. But uh, maybe it was a cleansing. Maybe it was just getting the bad shit out of me. That's what it was. Literally getting the bad shit out of me. A little too literally. Holy. I, I, I don't want to encourage everyone to, to start eating unhealthy and shit, but uh, maybe it takes like a, a shit in your pants or two. To really, to really see the effects of being healthy, but but just take care of yourselves, boys. I want to, I want to say to the listeners and everything, like uh, nothing's more important than your health. There you go. Well, we're off to a great start here. My boys. wise First message. That's my wise message of today's episode. Right off the bat, to you, love to see you. And if you shit yourself, don't feel guilty because I did it too. <laughs> there you go. Next time I shit myself, I won't feel so bad now. Thanks, too. Um, gotcha. <laughs> great start. Great start of the show here. Um, as for other things we got coming up on the show, I don't know. I think we should just uh, get it moving along here before we get too much uh, shit talk going on here. But uh, we've got <laughs> UFC picks for uh, UFC 284 this weekend, which is coming up. Volkanovski and Makachev uh, being the main event in that one. Really looking forward to that. We'll check those picks out later on. We've also got the uh, highly anticipated Blue Jays offseason report to get into. There's also been some trades in the NHL. We've got to talk about uh, the NBA trade deadline happened, and I don't see the Super Bowl on here, but there's a reason for that, and I kind of mentioned it already. And Stewie J, maybe you can explain why we're not doing Super Bowl just yet. Well, I'll I'll explain it, but um, basically DK is going to be the one carrying that because uh, DK is the football NFL guy. God. He's the expert, if you will. Oh, that's an NFL exactly. Goat. NFL, <laughs> NFL Go. We got two goats on the show. But yeah, we're going to do a, a Super Bowl special. So it'll be like a bonus episode separate from this episode. So if you're coming for the Super Bowl, you know, everybody, that's kind of like the main thing on everybody's mind right now. If you're coming for the Super Bowl, you don't have to wait through this episode and sift through this episode. You can go listen to um, um, the Super Bowl special because it's a one-time big event. Um, we're going to do a dedicated episode. and then uh, But you'll find the rest of the stuff because there's big news elsewhere, like NBA trade deadline. Um, was today uh, massive um, NHL, big big NHL trades, you know what I'm saying, as we approach the deadline there. Um, what else? UFC 284 obviously is massive. I was, think, I was thinking of suggesting you boys we do like a, a UFC 284 like dedicated show, but um, I thought that might be too much just included in the normal show. But yeah, lots of shit going on. And this is probably, um, if we were... It, it's probably the best week to come back to be honest boys like if we had missed this week like oh. fuck i would have been fucking i don't know maybe the show is dead <laughs> well i was gonna say we got messages from fans saying like <laughs> yeah. this is just unacceptable to go this many weeks without a fucking podcast and it's like it's like you know what we also have lives but i completely agree with you Stu. this is the best week to come back between the super bowl nhl is back up and running after the all-star break the nba tra- trade deadline 
NHL trade deadlines heat up. There's nothing but news right now, and I'm happy we're here to yeah, yeah cover 100%. It all. And to be to be completely honest, I think we've been like fairly consistent for like a new podcast that's uh, still like fairly small and doesn't really bring in like much revenue. Like, uh, and none of us are like. Uh, public figures at all so we don't like bring that sort of attention i say we've been like pretty consistent so i'd say like a humble round of applause for us but i don't think uh i I don't feel too guilty about taking a few weeks off but like obviously the goal is every week and uh i'm gonna try and do my best to guarantee you listeners a pod every week but sometimes it just doesn't work out so as like a total fucking project i think we've been pretty consistent we're on this is episode 33 and what they say like most new podcasts don't even last 10 episodes so uh, i like our trajectory and i like our fucking i like the the little foundation we built. yeah back up and running and uh you know fucking a lot like you said lots to talk about today like some of the the uh moves worth mentioning where we got kevin durant on the move and uh familiar face coming back to toronto and i'm no basketball expert so i'll leave it uh, to you guys to discuss these trades but uh what do you think of all that going on (laughs) um i guess i kind of want to throw to you dk because you mentioned earlier he has a rant on the raptors trade deadline so it might be the best to just start with that because uh going into the deadline if you didn't know obviously there was like tons of talks about uh thinking like the raptors are going to be sellers right i mean they have free agent like pending ufas in in van vliet and gary Trent jr and then um there's questions whether og like uh with the with kind of like the rest of the court does OG kind of like fit the rebuild um, um, considering like the value he could bring back with the trade now. So um, OG was kind of like the big piece that was like uh, kind of circulating out of, uh, and that was like kind of like the target piece I feel like from the Raptors for most teams. Um, but nothing ended up happening. Obviously the Pirtle, the Pirtle trade was like they addressed a need, but when that trade went down, I thought like, what? I don't think, I can't see them selling because unless they're they're still in they're still in like a retooling phase it seems like from for, based on the moves like Masai made rather than like a complete rebuild because adding Pirtle addressed like a need that the team has been lacking um, rather than just selling the farm. So when that trade down, I thought that when that trade went down, I thought there was a I had a feeling that things might turn out the way they did. So what are you saying, DK? So if I could use one word to describe the Raptors trade deadline, it would be idiotic, stupid, dumb, short-sighted, ridiculous. Jakob Pertl is a free agent after this season. He doesn't have a contract, right? So basically what they're saying is we think we're good enough to get into the play-in and then go in and get absolutely fucked in the first round. So we're going to trade our first-round pick for a rental. When realistically, this fucking court, like I think the only players, and obviously when I say only players, don't get me wrong, there's going to be other guys that would fucking stay on the roster. The only guys that should be sticking around for this rebuild is Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Otto Porter, he's signed till next year, so maybe, and he hasn't really played much, so give him a chance. Christian Coloco, maybe give him a chance. Everybody else should have been gone. Gary Trent Jr., you're going to let him walk for nothing. Fred Van Vliet, you're going to let him walk for nothing. Like, I don't think either of those guys are coming back. I think we should have kept OG. I don't think we should have traded Pascal. I think those two are perfect pieces in a championship team. We are nowhere fucking close to a championship team. And I know from watching the Leafs when they were garbage for fucking years, it was like, if you're not going to win, sell. What's the point of getting into a fucking 
like getting into a play-in situation and not having a first-round pick to get any better. Like, I don't understand why they wouldn't have traded Gary Trent and traded Fred, Fred Van Vliet. And I get they can do a sign-and-trade like they did with Kyle Lowry. But time and time again, I love Masai. I love the way he thinks. But time and time again, he does not fucking utilize his assets very well whatsoever. Like, you should have traded Lowry at the deadline that year when we were tanking and drafted Scotty Barnes. Like, you should have traded Fred Van Vliet this year. You should have traded... Gary Trent Jr. this year. Those are just musts. That's not even like a thought. To to give away a first-round pick for a rental, I'd be shocked if Pirtle signs in Toronto. I'd be shocked. It would have happened already. It would have been like a sign-and-trade type so? deal. That's absolutely... Oh, dude, I think it's the most short-sighted trade deadline in, in Toronto in a long time. I think, I think what happened was... Um, they kind of they kind of heard what they could the value they could get back for OG and they and they were confident they st- could still get it in the off season, um, so why not just run it forward for the last couple months here? And regarding like Trent Jr. and Van Vliet, I, I I'm pretty certain what happened was based on their decline in play this year, they weren't happy with what they could get, and it wasn't worth shipping it wasn't worth shipping one of them off and then being shit te- being a shit team for the last couple months because. But they're a shit team for the first six months of the season. That's what I'm saying. It's 60 games in. They're like 500. They are a shit team. And now you're just right, going to let these guys they, walk for they, nothing. If they're gone and nothing comes back, then you're still... like It's hard to explain. Like you, they, They're barely competitive now. I mean, they're, what, they're, they're, they're hovering around a 500 team. Basically, they need, like, they need better ball handlers. They need somebody uh, that's more competent with the ball in their hand. They needed a center. They addressed the center. And if they thought, okay, if we already got, if we picked up our our center for the next couple months, why are we going to trade Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. when those are our only competent guards for any like sort of significant minutes, and then not not get anything um, of equal value back? Like it's not, it's almost not worth it, right? Because then you're then you're a sh- then but you're just a you- shit team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and then you can try to get a top seven pick. Now you're just like, and I I agree with your logic if you were pretty close to being a a contender. They're 26 and 30, 26 and 30 right now, right? We're 10th in the Eastern Conference. We are a bad team. And now you said like, and I get it like, oh, well, I think we could have got more value. I completely understand that. But now you're getting no value. You're just going to let him walk at the end of the year. Gary Trent Jr., and Fred Van Vliet are not signing back in Toronto. So whether that meant you could get a young up-and-comer who maybe just needs a fresh start, you could get a first, a late first-round pick, all of those options are better than getting like nothing and still being a shitty team. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what's the what's the benefit? I get the Pirtle thing. He's a young center. He's 26 years old or 25 years old. You get him and you try to sign him, and he's one of those pieces that you build with. But... It doesn't matter this year. They're not going to win a championship. They're not going to win a playoff round. They're not going to win in the play-in. So why keep those guys? Why not maximize your assets instead of letting them walk for free? Think about it when Matt Sundin declined a trade at the trade deadline and fucking just went to free agency and went to Vancouver. He was hated in Toronto for like years because it was like, we should have maximized that asset. Like, I don't get why you would keep them, right? Like, why would we keep them to be mediocre? Because that's what they are. Right, even with Pirtle, like they're just mediocre. And I get the Pirtle thing. If you can sign them, it's a good deal. But the fact that they haven't scares the fuck out of me because now you just gave up your future first round, like a first round pick for a guy for a rental to be mediocre still. It's like why not? I think they should have kept OG. I don't think they should trade OG to be honest with you. I think they should keep him regardless and sign him. It should be Siakam, 
OG and Scotty Barnes is the three. And then you add some serious talent around that. And the way you do that is getting those first round picks, getting guys that need a fresh start, like the Andrew Wiggins of the world out there who fucking was a first overall pick, but then was getting trade for pennies on the dollar at one point. It's just some guys need, like, I just don't get why you keep Trent. I don't either. And, and, but maybe we like, this is what I'm saying. Like maybe, we end up being completely wrong. I wanted Van Vliet and, and Trent Jr. to go if they're if they're going to end up walking anyways, right? You may as well like it makes sense. It only makes sense like realistically to get value back. But I think what happened was like it came down to the calculation. Like uh, Bobby Webster and Masai were trying to kind of gauge like how much does a center like Pirtle improve our team? Like how how like how affect? I don't know how to explain it. Like. No, like how many wins is he going to bring? It's like baseball with war. Like if you bring yeah. Pirtle in, what's his wins above replacement? Kind of, but it's also like how bad was that void at center that, and, and, and how does Pirtle change that? Like how, like how much was that void at center affecting our play up until now? And now that we have a center, do we think we are, how significant of an upgrade or are, like how much of a better team are we now? And I don't I, think we, like we still can't shoot a three. Like right. we, we're still the worst shooting team. Van Vliet's still old. Trent's still cold. Like, the, like I get what you're saying. And if Pirtle's a fucking good piece because he's a good player and we sign him, it's a it's a good deal. It's worth it. But I still don't know. Like, he doesn't solve any issue other than, like, grabbing boards and being seven foot. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, we still have way more problems than just that. Right. But it's, I don't know. I get what you're saying. I, I mean, I don't really agree. know, but it's like... It's like if we just sign, if Pirtle does end up filling a void that was affecting us so heavily, and now we're like, like that significant or that much better of a team now that we can kind of go into the play-in, uh, possibly win a play-in, and possibly win a first-round series or at least compete, um, is that more valuable than um, kind of just selling off our two only competent guards worth like competent worth playing like uh, full-time minutes, right? Or uh, starter minutes um just to finish just for like a, a lottery pick who may or may not fucking develop into anything and and a, a few like shitty assets that we got in return for them because um realistically if this if they were on the board if they were having any season in the past like if gary trent jr had the season that he had last year this year he'd probably be gone in a heartbeat i'd say if he's not willing to, if he's not willing to commit to Toronto, Fred Van Vliet, if he was having the season this year that he had any of the last five Two years, years ago, yeah. like he'd be like, that'd be a piece that they're probably willing to trade. But like, they know, like they kind of, I think they kind of know the ceiling at which both of those guys can perform and hoping they still get there. And, 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 and the offers that were coming back, um, weren't matching that ceiling. They were more based on their, their more most recent play, which, uh, in, in I get like that. admittedly hasn't been good at all, but and I get that. You know what in I mean? Sports, so like, what have you done for me lately? Type league, right? Like you can have a guy who scores, and you put it across any sport. Guy who hits thirty homers a year, guy who scores thirty goals a year. If come trade deadline, when it's their time to get traded, they have twelve goals or ten home runs and are hitting two forty. That's the value you're gonna get. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I think and if they were, I think if the, an offer came back that offered a guard that could that kind of fits the, the, that kind of fills the gap that's, that is in the, the, the Raptors lineup right now. Not even young, just like a, a, a guard that can, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're almost lacking like a, a guy that can move the ball and handle the ball and, sh- and lacking a shooter. You know what I'm saying? Just like, uh, like 
I'm trying to think of like but, who a perfect example would be. But if there was a guard that kind of filled the gap that is existing on the Raptors on their current squad, um, I think they would have pulled the trigger immediately. But if you're, what do you think they were getting offered for Trent Jr. and Van Vliet? I think if the, if they're offering a couple second round picks and like some shitty role player, what's the fucking they're, they're thinking like what the hell is the point of even trading these guys for just what for an upgrade of four or five? we get four or five picks closer to one in the, in the lottery. Is it, we'll is see, it worth that? Or, or should we keep everything together? And now that we added Pirtle, hopefully play and compete in the first round. See, but there, this, this is the thing though, is like if Trent jr. And Van Vliet were playing to the level that they, like we have watched them play, we wouldn't be in this situation, right? Like we wouldn't be 26 and 30. And the thing about them being 26 and 30 and 10th in the East is that the 11th place wizards have 25 wins. So they're, one win away from being just as good as the Raptors. The twelfth pace or twelfth placed Pacers say that fucking three times fast. Also have twenty five wins, and the thirteenth placed Magic have twenty two wins. Like we, I know we have twenty six. We're twenty six and thirty, but like we are this. Like we are very close to getting like a top like seven eight pick with our own first rounder, right? Which that's last time we picked in the top five six seven picks. We we got Scotty Barnes. Like he's unbelievable. The one name that kept getting thrown around and was the other first rounder that we were going to take instead of Scotty Barnes, that Jalen Suggs. They were saying like he was going to go for like Trent Jr. kind of thing. That's Dude, something pissed, that I would have, I would have entertained that though. Like he's a young guy, maybe he just needs a fresh start. He can handle the ball, he can shoot the ball. Like that's something that I think like you could have used those guys to bring in young guys to build around the Scotty Barnes. Like you know what I'm saying? Like even if they end up just being great bench players. When we were great with Demar and and Kyle, do you remember like they had the best bench in the league? They were called like the bench mob. Yeah. Like that's how you get those kind of guys, right? Like I just, I just, I never will understand. And I said it to Ty a couple weeks ago about the Sens, and and everyone disagreed with me too. It's like if you're not gonna make the playoffs, like sell, sell your assets and get another chance at getting somebody better than him in a first round pick in a whatever, right? Like a young guy who needs a fresh start. I, I just. That's how I've always thought of it if, in any of the Toronto teams or teams that I cheer for. If we're not going to win, which the Raptors won't, they're going to go to the first round and play the Celtics or the Bucks or the 76ers and get fucked, even if they get through the play-in. So, like, why not just try to get the highest pick possible? Like, that's what I just don't understand. But that's also, like, a loser's mentality. So I understand both sides of the fucking coin, right? Yeah. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, and I kind of also, like, a bit of, like, I don't know. I was a little bit mad and then I had a little bit of like reflection on the day and kind of thought like, you know, and I, I, I kind of see like how this could work out um, in the positive for us. But but I don't blame like Raptors, any Raptors fans for being pissed because when you're when when you're being told your team's going to be a seller for months now and then the deadline goes by and nothing happened, you're almost like you're almost like hoping, expecting like, oh, if we're going to make a trade like I. I'm now I'm kind of excited. I've been thinking I've been I've been guaranteed for the last two months that we're gonna be or the last month that we're gonna be a seller. Um I've been pretty pretty much all but guaranteed that that's gonna happen. So now um my excitement um for my team instead of winning games now is okay, what are we gonna get back at the trade deadline? And then it doesn't happen, and then you're kind of your initial reaction is almost like disappointment or confusion. But like I could see how this ends up working. Like I could see the Raptors improving next year you know what i'm saying now or it, it, like as scotty barnes develops as precious achua d- develops maybe we find a better fit um in the off season um 
a better trade, maybe a better like better suitor for for OG and a better return. Uh, maybe when we want to hold on to OG, maybe we make a big signing for a guard. Um, and now if Trent Jr. in Van Vliet walk, um, it doesn't hurt us so bad. And and now we have extra cap room. Like anything could happen. And I don't think we're like the pieces that we have on our team um, don't kind of represent a traditional selling team. So I'm not like I'm not. I'm not rattled that but nothing happened, but like I can understand the represent a selling team. You're you're underachieving, you're under five hundred, you're one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference, and you have expiring contracts on older players. Like that screams sell to me. But also I I don't disagree with you. Like I just don't don't think Van Vliet or Trent Trent Jr. I don't think they're gonna pay him. Trent Jr. is young. He is he is young. He's like twenty four and I don't don't think he's coming back. Is Fred is Fred even thirty yet? Like I wouldn't say they're older guys like being sold like Fred should have been a move. It was yep. just like, I agree there, but I'm not mad that he didn't because I know like there wasn't a package out there that was offering, that was offering a, a, enough, quite frankly. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's had a shit season. Freddie Van Fleet, 28 years old. Thank you, Ty. Thank you, Ty. Yeah, so like, so it'd be 29 to start the next season and fucking, I just feel like you can't, I can't and, say like, that they represent he's going to be back. We have one of the better fucking we, Pascal's also up there, by the way. You have yeah, to oh, think he's like twenty eight, like yep. like just like he's right. around the same age. Yeah, exactly, right. So Pascal Pascal's twenty eight already, and he's having the best seasons of his career. And OG's you don't young. you don't want to go full sell because our team our team last year was a playoff team, and it's the same team this year. Just a couple guys regressed. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I don't like. I think a retool made more sense than a, a, a full-on sell for sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? We didn't even do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like you either are a buyer, a seller, or you make moves to to set up your future. And yes, all I we think did was more could have been done, but that's what I mean. It, it, like, dude, Fred had to go. Fred had. We're to in go. a tough. Fred had to go, but we're in yeah. a tough position. If we're if we're retooling and we're trying to get better. We can't really let go of Fred unless there's a guard coming back. That's just no, but as you can because he's the- going to walk at the end of the year. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to get something. If he's going to walk anyways, which is all indications but that then Fred not- Bailey's going to walk. But like, if we get another fucking six nine lengthy fucking bench guy, then it doesn't mean anything to us. Is what that's I'm all trying we're going to say. sign in free agency too. That's what I'm, like like that, I don't think all- so. I think our main address would be a fucking would be a guard. I, I at least I'd hope. <laughs> This, I'd hope. This I'd hope. I would hope as well. I just. Uh, I, think, I miss Kawhi I think Leonard. Pascal Siakam. Story time. <laughs> no, I was gonna say Dude, I miss Kawhi. But that's what Leonard, I was just gonna get to. <laughs> I don't fucking follow basketball, as you can tell. No, but Ty, that is actually like uh as like a skull. That's an astute take right there. <laughs> if you get a superstar on your team in basketball, you win, right? Yeah. I think Pascal's great. I think OG is great. I think Scotty's great. I still think you need. A Kevin Durant, boom, a guys Steph Curry move. in his prime, a Kawhi. Like you still need one of those guys to win, 100%. and that's what I like. And that, that's the only thing about like, I don't know. That's why I would just like load up on first round picks basically every year if I'm a seller. I load because it's like we have to find that guy, or else like, regardless of how good Pascal and OG and Scotty and Precious, like all these guys, like we can't win without that top dog. And it's just it's tough to find. Like no one, I don't, I don't see a top dog in free agency that's going to sign in Toronto. But like that's the, realistically uh, all that's missing. Like Dude, the, the Suns, Suns just with, got Durant, right? Are they I, competing I think that for makes like, them a. F- I think that makes them a favorite to win. Oh yeah, right on. Like, uh, like maybe I don't right, see no the standings, nothing. But I saw that trade and fucking yeah. What are your guys' thoughts on that? 
Sorry, I was just saying we may as well talk about that then. Fuck the fuck the Raptors. Like we we kind of disagree, but like not that we disagree. Perfect. Like I would have been fine whatever happened to be honest. Like I, I just kind of trust the system, and I'm not like saying like oh in Masai we trust. I'm not like one of these bandwagoner guys, but I'm just saying like I could see why this why this played out this way. But um, fair. Um yeah, the the Suns though is fucking. That shit was crazy, dude. I was like, I checked my phone for like the last time. I was like, all right, one more time. Let me check my phone one more time before I fall asleep here. Check my phone. And the fucking, there's the Shams fucking notification up there. And fucking Durant to the Suns, dude. I was like, what the fuck? But like, if you had told me Durant ends up on the Suns like six, six or six, or actually almost like probably like 10 months ago now and he was... When he had requested a trade, remember, like he was supposed to get traded in the offseason, and it was pretty much like, "Yo, you're you're too good to rush this trade." Um, and they held on to him, kind of convinced him to stay, and then Kyrie goes, and it's like, "All right, well, we know we have fucking suitors, obviously." And I guess the Suns were those guys, and um, I swear, like the return for the return for Durant, like I, I love I love Bridges. Um, I think he'll be a great player for for years to come, but I almost like wasn't there like I feel like there was reports that like they kind of the Nets turned down trades in the summer like or not the or the off season, um for kind of like m- better packages almost no yeah and but Durant's hurt right now too and then like yeah. <sighs> I, I, I couldn't agree more with you, too. But the Nets also, like, they got, like, Jay Crowder in that deal and then flipped Jay Crowder for more picks. So, like, you could do, like, the trade tree thing where, like, okay, we traded Kevin Durant for, you know, this guy, first-round picks, and Jay Crowder, and then we traded Jay Crowder for second-round picks. So then you got, what, like, Durant? You traded Durant, you got, like you said, like, uh, I forget I forget who exactly went the other way. Who did you just say that you liked? Miles Bridges. Bridges. You got Bridges. Mikhail Bridges. You got Mikhail Bridges. And four unprotected. Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges picks. is the Charlotte dude that got fucking. Is that what I said? Miles Bridges is my fault. <laughs> so, I don't know. You got four first round, unprotected first round picks. You got Miles Bridges. And then you got two second round no, picks. No, huge Crowder. haul for sure. Huge That's haul a huge for sure. But no, I don't disagree. Like, dude, they were talking in the offseason. Even if you bring it back to the Raptors, it was like, you're going to need two first round picks. OG, or uh, sorry, Scotty Barnes and like an OG for Kevin Durant. They didn't get that. You know what I mean? Like there's no way, but I think that makes the Suns favorites. But I also, if we're going to swing it off to the next side too, like I think that fucking makes the Dallas Mavericks like pretty scary to play in a playoff series. You could say whatever you want about Kyrie and I'm I'm not the biggest Kyrie guy. I'm skeptical. Those are two, they're two stars now are two ball dominant guys. It's, it seems it it doesn't always work. No, it it like no, Luca's and right. what are all Luca's like biggest highlights? It's him fucking making some sweet ISO play and fucking dominating dudes, getting to the bucket or shooting a fucking step back three over a dude. What are Kyrie's highlights? Obviously, everybody knows Kyrie's highlight tape. They scored in like similar ways, to be honest. Like they're obviously different players, but they're both ISO scores. What I would do if I was the Mavericks. Because Doncic actually plays like point guard right now. I don't know if you know, like it's yeah, weird. Yeah. Like he's literally like listed he's as been a point, point guard. guard. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird to me though. Like I know that's a thing that maybe that just speaks to my ignorance of like around the NBA knowledge. But Doncic is like I think Doncic is one of the best players in the league right now. Top three, 100%. top four players in the league, 
And I think if you bring Kyrie off the bench and every time Doncic is out, Kyrie's in and the last, you know, four or five minutes of Doncic's playtime, like before he goes out, Kyrie comes in as the shooting guard. I think that's a lethal duo because once Doncic gets tired, he, he will feed the ball. And then as soon as you bring it back, like Kyrie will dominate if Doncic isn't on the floor. Like I, I know I hate Kyrie and there's so much around Kyrie that people don't like, but dude, as a basketball player, he's fucking good. Like he no, makes that insane. team a lot better, right? I don't mind Kyrie at all, to be honest. Uh, off the court, and now obviously he's a fucking he's a fucking yeah. menace, right? Yeah. Like, but like the thing is, is I don't know. Like the Suns, Durant fits the Suns like a million times better, and the Suns are already a better team. Um, but yeah, Durant fits the Suns a million times better than I see Kyrie fitting in the Mavericks. I mean, good for the Mavericks. Like that's kind of like. Um, I mean, they've had their successes. Like, I don't want to say they're like a relevant franchise, but they're kind of like a smaller, uh, they don't get the hype, but like the fucking Lakers and like the teams in LA yep. and the Celtics and shit do. Right. But, um, hopefully they're, hopefully they improve and are even better now because I, I do like the Mavericks and fucking, um, they, they'll get a little bit more of a spotlight. Good for Mark Cuban and the boys over there. But, um, uh, I just don't see it being, a a flawless fucking a flawless combo. But the, the the Mavericks made the conference finals against the Warriors last year without Kyrie. Right? They yeah. took out Phoenix. They like they, I don't know Dallas is like they like you said they don't get the attention. They're always underrated. Last year betting on the NBA, Dallas is like gets disrespected in the market a lot. Like they're a fucking they were a good team. Like I said they lost. I mean they lost 4-1 to Golden State. It's Golden State. But like, still, they were in the conference finals last year with just Luca. Like, this is a fucking big addition. Like, I, they're but a I great agree team. With you. They, the Suns with Durant, way better fit, way better. Yeah, team. a lot of teams, a lot of teams today um, improved and filled in gaps, and that's how they got better. They made yep. small moves to get better. The Mavericks didn't really have a need for a guard, especially a ball dominant guard. You know what I mean? Like, Hart, they already had Hardaway Junior. Um, and, and they had, they traded, uh, Dinwiddie, but he was there and Doncic is, um, arguably the best fucking point guard in the game. Like what, like, you know what I mean? Like they didn't, they didn't like fill a void. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, secondary scoring, but also like you say, like if it's fucking, if he's not going to, if it's going to be ball dominant guards, it's not going to fucking, uh, it's not going to matter. Cause he's not going to have the chance to score if Doncic carries the ball up the court all day. Right. Like. They'll, I don't know. They'll get their points, but I just don't see how it works to to like a championship level. Is what I'm saying. I think, I think, um, yeah, they don't get out of the West, obviously, because I think the Suns are better, and I think Durant, yo, that's the Suns are super scary. Um, Aiton is one of the best uh, pick and roll guys in the league. They already had a system that was flawless over there, um, and now there's just gonna be so much more space in the fucking mid-range and they were already like the best fucking mid-range team in the league like chris paul and devin booker are two guys that um take uh are, are, will take their mid-range chances that like a higher clip than really than many other players in the league and fucking now there's more space they're obviously all good shooters and now do you add durant to that i think it works almost perfectly like i don't see the same like problem like uh i don't see like the same like uh how are we gonna dish the ball around uh how are we gonna get the ball in enough and uh, all these dudes hands. I think I don't see that problem over there. I think it's almost like a perfect fit. Like 
yeah, Suns are scary, and they they were already like a finals team. Like, come on, um, Ty. We're talking you championships. Are you saying uh, same as DK? The Suns are kind of the favorite, or it's hard who to, are you it, saying, dude? I think the Suns. Are, to pick what one, is the betting favorite? I guarantee it's the Suns. All right, the betting favorite has to be the Suns right now. But I'm like, just, uh, I'm just about to look that up. Give your prediction, Stu, and then I'll give mine. These aren't locked. These aren't. I haven't looked in at it, but I'm almost. But I, but I like. I know it's the Suns. Like I've, I haven't looked at it since these trades happened, but there's no, uh, there's just no way in my brain that it's not the Suns. I'm not going to pull it up yet. And if I had to guess, I think it's going to be the Celtics. If I had really? to guess, I do. I, I haven't pulled it up yet. I'm going to pull, try to pull it up right now. It, there's a chance that it goes. It's not up what, yet because of clip? all the moves that have it's happened. The Celtics, because there's no other reason why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fuck, buddies. <laughs> Classic. So they haven't. They don't have it up right now because they're probably restructuring. Where are you? He's on DraftKings. They don't trade? have it up right now. Let me go on bed because stamp. Of bed the stamp. Shout out bed stamp, I guess. Uh, we'll see. We <laughs> <laughs> just rude. Oh, okay, well, I'll wait that till we get true. to UFC. But I mean, I've been posting all my UFC picks on bed stamp and, uh, They've been cashing, but we'll yeah, get to that shut, later no, no, on. Yeah, shut up, bet just, step. We're still using the app. Yeah. We still want people to follow us. Fuck, because dude, it's the I best use it every shit, weekend. Man. Every single weekend on UFC picks, I put them out there, and you can tell the exact picks that I'm making. And we're what, like 11% ROI on overall picks? I think UFC picks were probably even, you know, like way more oh, you're than up. green even. You're up, baby. Me and you yeah, on football couple, and UFC were say that dom- be, dominating. Yeah. yeah, we're fucking kicking ass, taking numbers, baby. Let's go. Let's go. I'll... I'll talk more about that when we get to it, but uh, let's see what the odds here are for the championship in NBA if you got her going there. Let, yeah, let's wrap up basketball. But I will say, if I don't, I can't find them. But if the um, I can't either. If it's if it's if the Suns are more than plus like six hundred, I'm putting money on it, and I recommend okay. everyone else does as well. Just Stu some and I are money. betting. I still think it's going to be the Celtics at like plus five fifty, and the Sun. And I completely agree with that's a great line by you. I think it'll be the Celtics plus five fifty, and the Suns like plus six hundred. I still think the Celtics like are the it. favorite. Although, uh, like Jalen Brown just broke his face, but. I, oh, shit. Yo, to win out right. NBA Futures on Bet365, it is the Celtics plus 325, and the, oh, Suns, are, the Suns are plus 400. That was wow. an all time line That's by you. Good. saying Suns plus that 600. That's an all time no, line. 400. Plus great. 400. No, no, but you, you called it without seeing it plus 600 for the Suns. Like, yeah, I that's said if there's anything more than 600, yeah. then I'm betting on that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, Celtics are good, man. Celtics are great. I think there's they're poised to Better win than one the Suns here. Suns is hard to fucking dude, but it's to it's me. tough to say. Like that would be a great series. They're to both watch. teams that have been to the finals in the last two years, and one of them just added Kevin Durant. The other didn't. Yep. So that's fair. That's a good way to put it. Well, not only was there uh, big trades in the NBA today, but we also saw a pretty big move in the NHL. There saw Tarasenko going to the Rangers, Stewie J's number one favorite team there, uh, in exchange two. for a first round pick and. Uh, <laughs> Some other goodies too. I don't have like the exact details of the trade. Maybe Stu, if you want to rip, like pull those up. But uh, it was Tarasenko pretty much for a first, and then they traded a bunch of other. Uh, it was yeah, like players was, I'm not familiar with really. Like uh, I don't know if they're depth players or yeah, you got was, it there. It was it was Tarasenko and uh, Nico Mikola, that big yeah. uh, hard hitting defenseman there um, in St. Louis, and and then going the other way was like Sammy Blaze and like fucking Hunter Skinner. Yeah, like a pick or something. Conditional so from a big picks, Rangers yeah. fan, you think Tarasenko? I think yeah, is, uh, the conditional good, first. Good yeah, I do. Uh, I'll explain that. But the conditional first, uh, I, I know the Rangers have 
um, their own first, and I think Dallas is first. And um, I think the condition was the Blues will get the later of those two picks. So whichever one is like further down the order, that's the one the Blues will get. So, I mean, a lot of people are, thought that the Rangers fleeced them, but we'll, like we'll see. I mean, it's a deep draft, so I mean, the pick will probably be like 20 to 25, maybe even lower. So maybe they did get fleeced, but <laughs> I'm all for it if that's the case because go Rangers, baby. And I still have that fucking pending bet that I was like kind of rattled because the Rangers, yeah. it's not even that the Rangers are doing like, the Rangers aren't even, like meeting expectations. It's more like the fucking Hurricanes are so fucking good. But um, I st- I have that. We uh, even said I think on, on when we we're predicting who was going to win that division, we're like it's tough between the Canes and the Rangers. Or like yeah, but I said I couldn't. That I maybe couldn't, yeah, I was so confident five, in the Rangers. I still am. I think I think um, yeah, I'm still confident in the Rangers. I think they're a cup contender for sure. Still, like especially now, like the team is well built and and, and a very underrated uh, part of that trade was that uh, was that Nico Mikola guy. I don't even know if I'm saying his fucking i don't i don't watch very many blues games bruins uh, rangers conference uh, final i think that's what i've been saying at least i I originally i was predicting rangers stanley cup and then i was saying boston just on the tear they're on but fucking those both those teams i think go deep in playoffs like especially adding tarasenko and to the rangers that's uh they're probably thinking like we got to keep up with this fucking boston team because we're gonna probably run into them in the playoffs you had a guy like tarasenko their experience and everything I think it's a fucking great fit in the, for New York. I think that was a great trade for that. Yeah. I don't know about the stuff going the other way. Like, I don't know that first round pick. Well, the Blues were not going to make the playoffs, so it's just like whatever. Yeah. Like, sell, like DK saying sell, right? You yeah, sell. So, like the fucking sell. Rappers, right? was a UFA at the end of the year, so you got to get rid of him. You got to yeah. get rid of him. And if, if St. Louis is going into – Well, yeah, exactly. Right? Just, and if Saint, sorry. I was just going to say they're in a similar fucking position, almost like the Raptors. Like they've that Van Vliet type of shit, but like Tarasenko is also having like a down year. So like, that's why like blues fans are kind of concerned. Like we, we kind of got fleeced here, but it's well, just like you weren't, he has 10 goals on the year, dude. It's like, this is a guy. They just love him. They love Tarasenko there, right? He yeah. fucking was there when they won the cup and everything. He's a fan favorite. Was he your captain too, even? I think he was a captain. No. maybe. No, he, he's not not Riley, he was on the cover of NHL and shit. Like yep. he was a fucking fan. Hey, he was sick. Favorite. Yeah, he was a fucking oh, like forty goal scorer perennial, like if, yeah. for like three or four years, and then he kind of got hurt a little bit. But and, I think and he turns it looking, up now. He's in New York. Like I bet 100%. he comes back. Better to, position. Uh, yep. He either goes on a line and plays with Panarin, kind of or he goes on a line and Beautiful. plays with Kreider and Zabinajad. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got a fucking that, good. You, like that power play. Holy. Yeah, it's going to be and they're already good power play. Healthy. They're already yep. a good yeah, power play. Well, Derisenko in there too. And, and the thing Love about it. the Rangers is that they started slow, and then I think after like the the, I think it's like from the fucking twentieth game on this season, they've been one of the best teams in the NHL. But if they didn't have that slow yeah. start, your bet of winning the Metropolitan would be like just as good as Carolina right now. You know what I mean? Like they just had a slow start. That's all it was. Yeah. You add Tarasenko to that mix. Um, I couldn't agree more with you, Ty. Like, I bet you he starts fucking ripping now. It's no different than like the Patty Kane. If Patty Kane gets traded, I guarantee he yeah. goes to a contender. He goes, he'll put as much points as he has on the whole season from the fucking trade deadline on, kind of thing. And Even I agree, now. St. Louis had to sell. Tarasenko's not going to sign. Uh, St. Louis is going to go into a rebuild. They just don't have those pieces anymore. You think of like when they won the cup, it was like Petrangelo was there and fucking like Tarasenko was at his the top of his game. They're talking about they're going to trade O'Reilly as well, who's, you know, getting on the back nine of his career. Um, 
Jordan Bennington was a was an absolute stud in that Stanley Cup run, and now he's kind of just a loose cannon out there, not the same. He's player. a loose cannon for sure. That's a great way to. <laughs> well, he's definitely snap case that guy. Holy fuck! Yeah, like they yeah. just don't have those same pieces, so they're about to go into a rebuild. So I think yeah, you got to get trade Tarasenko. But from like an outside view looking in, like I just looked it up, like Sammy Blaze was a sixth round pick in 2014. Hunter Skinner is a fourth round pick in in 2019 like it doesn't seem like you're getting these bona fide prospects that you think you would get from a guy like Tarasenko but it's a like we talked about earlier it's it's a what have you done for me lately league and Tarasenko has 10 goals this year and hasn't been great and that's what the value you're gonna get right yeah a very underrated piece in that trade was that Mikola guy because that one of the one of the voids if there's a void on the Rangers roster it was like that third pairing left side D-man and that's exactly where Mikola will end up. Um, I think that there's like the the Hajek or whatever kid was kind of playing that role lately. And and I don't know, I feel like he might be like a waiver guy now. I don't know if it's already happened or not, but uh, yeah, very underrated. Uh, like obviously Tarasenko steals the show of that trade. He's the big, big piece and he, and he kind of adds to an already potent offense. Um, yeah. But now you just, you just add some, uh, you just solidify your decor a little bit, um, which is kind of like kind of where the Rangers were lacking a little bit. And obviously um, you have the best goalie in the world, in my opinion. So um, yeah, the Rangers Next are to Vasilevsky, but we'll talk about that. On <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if they were uh, looking at the other New York team, they're making moves and said, you know, we got to do something too. Cause the they're Islanders threat, picked man. up, uh, Fuck, no, but, but, but either, they picked yeah. up Horvath. That's what I was getting to. They picked the up Islanders- and I think he's a great fit there in uh with the islanders i think horvat's like play style fits their kind of defensive style game like i've had horvat on my fantasy team i think three years in a row now guys just like he does everything every category he fills uh you know whether it's uh face-off wins or a couple of hits here and there a couple of block shots he gets points he's fucking he was drying up in fucking vancouver there's their captain though so i was kind of shocked to see like so many people trying to you know wanting to trade him because it was almost imminent that he was leaving there for a long time. The rumors were going on forever that he's Horvat's leaving Vancouver. But I thought that was their guy, man. I thought there was a the guy that kind of built in their team around, but I guess not. He's, right, he's a UFA. Well, he's a UFA at the end of the year, right? I mean, obviously yeah. the Islanders signed him to that extension, yeah. which I'll get I'll get to Big that contract. right before. I'm gonna toss it, I'm gonna toss it to you guys to have a question because I heard Lou Lamorello. Who in His Toronto? Comments on that, I fucking hate Lou Lamorello. I always have. I think he's a fucking idiot. I get he's a legend. He's won cups. He, he signed Kovalchuk. Didn't he sign Kovalchuk for that like fifteen year deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, the guys after one. He's got some fucking <laughs> stupid rules. Like we're playing for the Yankees, but regardless, the the Canucks are in a weird position because they've been bad for a long time, right? But also they're still fucking bad. And if you look at their team, it's like they need to get better. And I don't think Horvat was going to go back there because they're going to be bad for a couple of years, like still, yeah. right? I get they have some good young pieces there, but they don't have what they need to win a cup, so they had to get rid of Horvat. But then when Horvat gets traded to the Islanders, goes there, signs an eight-year, $8.5 million a year contract, and the GM comes right out and says, it's too long and it's too much money. Like <laughs> that, I'd be say? like, Did fuck, I should sign here. <laughs> like, that's just no good, right? Well, I, think, I don't I understand think- that. I think he's I just he's taking out head. of context. Or yeah, I don't what, think he's it? like saying like I don't think the player's worth it type shit. It's more like 
it's more like these contracts are so massive these days and I'm used to like signing fucking Buddy signed Kovalchuk for fucking twenty fucking years or something. <laughs> yeah, I know, like I know. what is he saying? I don't know. He's senile and no, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't chirp blue. He's a he's a hockey legend, but yeah, he's, he's gonna fucking mind, die man. on the job too. He's gonna fucking you die on the job. A- Fuck <laughs> Lou Lamorello. I hate that fucking guy. <laughs> He signs a guy for eight years, and he's like, these contracts are getting too long and too much money. It's like, you just, you just committed fucking signed. eight years to this guy. Yeah. 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 Like, what, how do you you signed the contract, Lou. <laughs> yeah. yeah what That's is pretty fucking? funny. That's pretty funny. I think uh, Vancouver's in New York tonight. I think they play okay. tonight or something. Yeah, he's playing his old team tonight. Yeah, as we're recording this. I don't know what the score is. It's probably almost done now, but they are playing. he's playing his old team tonight. Yeah. Yep. yeah Hopefully they gave him some against- sort of, uh, you know, Oh, over they weren't mean to him when he returned. No, Sometimes not you bad. see the players. I think it's in, it's in New York. I thought. Yeah, it's in New York. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. but um, yeah. I mean, I guess good for the Canucks. Get like it's, it, it it's kind of not good because like in retrospect, you almost chose JT Miller over Bo Horvat. But um, yeah, in a way, yeah. Horvat or uh, <laughs> Miller and Patterson basically are the same. Those are their boys. They're sticking with and the rest of the teams like kind of yeah on the market because they're opinion, obviously they shit demko is gonna go they did demko is gonna they go had to make probably. a move dude no demko is gonna no stay man. yeah demko's gonna stay. stay hughes is gonna stay and petterson's gonna stay i think jt miller's gonna go it's just gonna be tough to move that contract like they've signed some nobody wants demko's him i heard the, the reasoning they ended up because he wasn't supposed to go back to vancouver the reason he ended up back there is because nobody wanted to give them money because he's kind of a cancer in the fucking room i heard so. I thought the Vancouver Canucks were going to be a decent team this year. The start of the year, I was like, oh, yeah, Bruce Boudreaux is going to be so the coach of the year. Like, they were doing the Bruce. There it is. They were firing <laughs> up. At the end of the last year, they were fucking firing on all cylinders. They looked like they were a competitive team, and then they came out just shit in the bed this year. Well, then they got in shit. Did you guys see that, too? Just Demko it out got there. hurt and shit. I well, think. Demko got hurt, yeah. but also I'm just throwing it, it out there. well, though. Bo Horvat scored the game-winning goal. The Islanders won. Oh no, it's at the it's at end of the second. Bo Horvat has scored a goal <laughs> against his old team. I thought it said end of the game. Love but it. It's end of second. Either way, he's on my team on fantasy. So I love go- to see that. Let's go. I I don't know if you guys saw the Tanner Pearson shit, where like Tanner Pearson came out oh. and kind of spoke out against the Canucks. Like he was supposed to be out for like three weeks with a wrist injury, and then he had a surgery. At which they botched. Oh, and, and Quinn didn't take Hughes care was of talking had, about the surgery and stuff, and then they're and like, then there was a second and a third. They don't think Tanner Hughes or Tanner Pearson's ever going to fucking play again. So, like, dude, the Canucks are signing back the contracts. Surgery. They're making bad trades, and they're not taking care of their players. Like, I just think it's a absolute. And like, you see what they did to Boudreaux. Like, that was just really well, the, weird what they did to him and how yeah. they treated him. It's like they're yeah. a tire fire right now. Do you know the owner there? I don't know his name. I forget his name. But if you search up the owner in Vancouver and look at his history, man, he's a fucking weird dude, apparently. But um, I guess these are just fucking just allegations. All but, the yeah. owner. I was going to say we're just rinsing GMs out here tonight, but that's the owner you're talking about. Fucking lose, de- throwing under the boss now or fucking throwing Vancouver's owner. And fucking- just like Ottawa, they need to sell to get better before they get better. Yeah. There's, there's bigger hey, if you pro- want to talk sense and problems. Leafs. I will talk sense at least, but my last thing on the the Canucks is like they got to get rid of six to two, baby. Let's go. (laughs) They got to they got to get rid of fucking. They got to move Besser too. I think. I don't know. I think they got to move everything. I think there's no better idea for the fucking Canucks is just to they they have to tank for Bedard. Realistically, it's Bedard or. And it's he's from Vancouver, dude. isn't he? Yeah, he is. Exactly what he's I'm saying. You have the hometown boy. Fucking line it up. Line you it up. Home, you have the hometown kid. That. He's a fan of your team. You have the hometown kid on the fucking biggest fucking prospect in the last since be, McDavid. Yeah. 
You have to I be so happy you're, you're seeing him not in Canada than Columbus or fucking Arizona. Imagine like he goes to one of those markets. Fuck that. If he goes to Vancouver, it's gonna be electric, man. The fans will be selling like the jerseys. You won't be able to get one for a fucking year. They'll be sold yeah. out for a whole year. I still yeah, think be that the best fit, like we talked about, it is him going to Montreal. Um, yeah, but cool. also, I hope if Arizona oh, gets the I first pick, it's a fucking idea, just a win situation. Canada, fuck. That's it's like not a fucking. <laughs> I'm not going to play at Mullet Arena. I'm a generational talent. I'm not fucking going there. So don't draft me. Like if he goes to Arizona, it's a complete waste. It's a complete waste. He pulls They're a Lindros. Who was the guy that's that said I, he wouldn't play for the Leafs? That's what he just yeah, said. Is that what you said? No, that's what I said. Bad, he said he bad. wouldn't go to the Nordiques. He's like, I'm not fucking going there. So you better trade oh, me. Oh, the Nordiques, like, yeah. After getting picked with number one overall, I hope Bedard does that if the That'd Coyotes get the first pick. Canucks are a tire fire. They're not going to be good for years. Like, Canadians is a good fit. Chicago's a tire fire. I think he's going fire. to Chicago. I just I think he's going I know. to Chicago. Chicago's just such or a Columbus. bad organization. All around Chicago. I feel like that's what they need to like revive the organization. It's original sixteen that's in a fucking tire fire. Like it might be if they do rig it, he might end up in uh, one of those markets that really yeah. fucking needs him. But Big market. I don't know. Yep. We'll fucking see. I mean, that's I, before long. We'll be into that. You know, it'll be fucking draft season. But did you guys want to talk Sens and Leafs here? Because, I was just about uh, to throw it to you, Ty. What's your thoughts on like what do you <laughs> want to Sens do? Well, I I saying the same thing I said the last fucking 10 times that we talked about the sense. And I think, you know, my same point is the rebuild's not going to be complete unless DJ Smith is gone. We get a top four defenseman. Zaitsev's never in the lineup ever again. And I don't think any of that happens until the team's sold and we get new owners. Cause no one's going to go in. I've said it before on the pod. They're not going to go in and hire new coaches and sign in a big contract and then sell the team. Cause the new owner might fucking hate those contracts. So I think they're just kind of, they're waiting. They're going to play it out this year. I don't know when the team will sell. It might be in the offseason. It might be before, but I don't think we see too much changes in Ottawa until there's new owners. But uh, we're on a four-game winning streak. We smoked the Leafs 6-2. We smoked the Habs like 5 nothing or something. Then we had another close game against the Habs right after that. And uh, I forget who we beat before that. Maybe the Islanders. 4-0, uh, you know, four-game winning streak going into that all-star break. And I think that puts us only like six points out of a wild card or something. And, you know, I got fingers crossed we, we can compete. But I don't think uh, with with DJ Smith and lacking this top four defenseman, I don't think it's like we're going to make playoffs unless we do something amazing. It might sneak in there, but it's not looking, uh, you know, I wouldn't fucking, I probably wouldn't bet on it at this point of, of where I'm at. I just can't handle the DJ Smith hockey, dump and chase hockey and shit. Like I just fucking, I'm sick of it. I'm Let sick of it. I've been saying it since forever, but. I read Go this article, it. so I just pulled it up again. Let me throw three names at you and a little bit of just a, a one sentence of what the article says. Three guys that the Senators could trade at this trade deadline, okay? Number yeah. one, their biggest asset, and this is – put an asterisk beside it, Ty. I don't mean they should tra- – this is just me reading an article. If Alex DeBrinkett yeah, says he has, is- no, he has no intention of signing long-term – with the Senators, would you trade him at this deadline for what you're saying, like a top four defenseman or something? If he big? says he doesn't have any interest in being in Ottawa, 100%, at least you get something for him. But I think he he's on vacation because they're on the All-Star break right now. He's on vacation with a bunch of the boys in Florida, and I see them on Instagram post pictures together. Like He wouldn't be out there having a time with his little kid with him. Little They call him Kitten, right, because to bring cat. They call his little kid kitten and they're fucking all partying together on this all-star break. And like, I think he, I think he's really getting along with the boys in Ottawa. And I think they all have the same ideas that we're building a future here. We might not be there yet, but we can do this. They're all like, especially with Kachuk leading the way. I think uh, they got the right mindset. I think he sticks around, but okay, if, player number- if he says he doesn't want anything to do with it, trade him. Okay. Player number two, Cam Talbot. 
I don't, I'm fucking kind of pissed about the way that's shaped up to be because uh, we see Gustafson, who we traded for Talbot, uh, doing amazing in Minnesota. And there's been so many times where goalies have left Ottawa, like Robin Leonard. Uh, I won't say Brian Elliott necessarily because we got Anderson for Elliott, which was a great trade for both. Uh, it went good both ways. But uh, Ben Bishop was another goalie. There's so many like Vesna, you know, nominated goalies that left Ottawa. And it's like, we had one in Gustafson, possibly. I don't know what that guy's going to turn out to be, but he sure looks like he's on the right track to be a great goalie in the NHL. And it's another guy we traded for Talbot. And Talbot's, you know, hurt right now. He's, you know, he looked amazing against Boston one game, but other than that, he's been uh, definitely underperforming from what we expected. So if we move him, I wouldn't be upset. I'm going to I'm gonna throw a name out there just to piss you off, Matt Murray. Um, also, uh, Tyler well, Mott fucking, is the third I don't name. Miss him. I don't miss Matt Murray at all. Fuck you. Tyler Mott. Uh, the guy got injured before that sense game, right? You see that before the yeah. sense he's supposed to start and he fucking like pulled the know, shoot. What? <laughs> yeah. Like I saw, uh, who was it? Nylander skated over to him. They were showing uh, Murray skating off before, like in the warmups when he got hurt. And uh, he, he like said something to us and Murray skated off. And I was like, yeah, he's probably whispering to him, like, you know, get that uh, workers' compensation there, yeah. buddy, or whatever, you know, because he fucking went over, said something and Murray's gone, injured IR like he always does. So Third guy, I don't miss Murray too much. Tyler Mott. That's or a movable Mott. piece for sure. But I think, you know, he's actually, he reminds me of uh, Connor Brown, which we got rid of last offseason. He's a similar playing style. He kind of does it all. Good penalty killing, good, uh, you know, just good hockey IQ, things like that. He's a piece you need on a fourth line kind of thing, third or fourth line. So uh, maybe if you can sign him for the, you know, a cheap deal, you keep him. But if you can't move him, go, go for it. Definitely Those not the- going to mess him if he leaves. Those were the three names that if you're a Sens fan, I needed to I needed to throw them out there because those were like the three that kept coming out in the article. So I yeah. needed your take on those three for sure. Those are uh who was it again? It was Talbot, uh Mott, Mott. who was the Debrinket. So Debrinket with two. an asterisk. I'm not saying trade Debrinket, yeah. but it's like the thing article no. was like if he says he yeah. doesn't want to sign, then you should trade him for a top four defenseman, exactly what you were saying. Yeah, Talbot and Mott are definitely movable pieces though, but I don't know how much interest or what the return would be on that because they're Dude. maybe he like Talbot's not performing this year like he should be. Well, but like think about a, a contender. Con- contenders are always looking for a bottom six piece that's really going to help them out or a goaltender. Not- if, like if you're in the Leaf situation, you don't know or about that. Matt Murray. Like Talbot would be a fucking guy that you'd knock a door on, right? Think about when the Lightning won that first year. They went out and they got like Barkley, Goudreau, and like. Was it like Ross Colton? Like they got like two guys that were just like you didn't know of really, and they fucking played a big part in them yeah. winning a cup, right? So like that's what that maybe that Tyler Mott, the way you describe him, that's maybe what he brings to the table, right? For contender. Yeah, no, I think that would when like depending where we are at trade deadline, which when is that? It's coming up this month, is it? Or like it's yep. not far away? March, it's like March third or fourth or something. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't hate if they moved him, but then. uh I also wouldn't mind if they disowned him either. So we'll see what happens there. Talbot, though, I don't fucking, you know, it's like Ottawa's got two career backups almost. Like Talbot had a couple of good seasons, one in Minnesota, one I think in maybe Edmonton or Calgary, wherever the fuck he was. But other than that, he's always been pretty much a backup. Forsberg, too, he's a career backup. We, uh, the Sens haven't had a, like, I wish we kept Craig Anderson, man. Craig Anderson's been fucking playing amazing. Why'd we ever let that guy go? I don't get that. That's one. That was a, that's Pierre Dorian making a mistake there. And I love Dorian in the off season, but uh, his overall 
you know, fucking career in Ottawa. I wonder if uh, when DJ Smith goes, I think they get rid of Pierre too. I think they need a whole shakeup of office when the new owner buys the team. I think if I think if the new owners come in, they get the people in there that they want to have, right? So they get probably. Yeah, if that's they why they're if, waiting. If I know, but like also, like you can't if you're Dorian and like you can't wait, like you have to make those moves at the deadline and pretend, right? Like think of like Dubis, right? Like Dubis is on a, and I'll throw this to you right after Stu. Dubis is on an expiring contract. Like he has no guarantees of going in next year, but he can't like act like conservative. Like I think he's got to go balls to the wall, right? Like to, to get his job. That's the same as the senators. Like if they think they can make the playoffs, then fucking be a buyer. If they don't think that they're going to make the playoffs, with like Dorian's Pierre, still got to be a seller. Cause I don't want Dorian to be a seller just to save his job, you know? Like, I'd rather them fucking fire his ass and hire a new GM that's, like, with the new owners they're happy with and then, you know, go from what we got because that's the best course, in my opinion. I'm worried that Dorian's like, oh, shit, they might fire me too when they fire DJ because I think DJ's, like, for sure going to get fired. And uh, yeah. I'm worried he makes a trade to trade away, like, a DeBrinket. Or, he, actually, he's not going to trade DeBrinket. He brought DeBrinket in. But I'm worried he trades uh, a Pinto or a fucking Batherson or something like that, which I think you just you just wait another year. You wait till the new new team, like till the new owners come in and buy the team. Okay, so Stu, what do you think? What do you think Dubas should be doing here? Should he be looking at another goalie to bring in? Should he be looking at a defenseman, a forward, a bottom six, top six? What do you think Dubas should be looking at for this deadline? Um, a defenseman, Shikrin, I think. Shikrin, yeah, yeah no, I think it's the no. guy. Yeah, I don't That's know, what dude. Sands Buddy, Top they need it. Muzzin, a tough defense. They're not they there. Okay, I'll say, dude, the Leafs need to make. They need a big piece, regardless, man. They're not going to win. Morgan Riley's not, is not a number one defenseman on a fucking Neither competitive team. I know, but at least if you have two guys that are both at least. Well, I don't know who I'd I'd, I'd, I'd argue Chikrin uh, is better than fucking Morgan Riley, but um, <laughs> you, at least if you have two guys like two top two like second defensemen's and second defensemen's I can't even speak fucking English second <laughs> defensemen then it's uh that is better than having one I guess like you know what I'm saying they need a piece and and they need a piece or two like realistically as I say they're not winning a cup and as far as I'm concerned I don't care if we win round one this year like Dubis I hope he's gone if, if unless he wins a fucking cup but we're not gonna do it unfortunately the way it stands, uh, there's literally zero hope. I can literally guarantee. I would bet the farm on the Leafs not winning the cup this year. hundred uh, <laughs> percent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I agree. Even in in just the East, dude. It's 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 Boston. It's um, Tampa. Tampa Bay. It's the Rangers. The all all three of those teams are, dude. Don't even. The Rangers are insane, insanely. They're they're way better built than the Leafs are right now. And you could even argue the fucking. You can even argue the New Jersey, Carolina. Yeah. No, Carolina for sure. Yeah. yeah, there's like four or five teams in the East that you can guarantee are better than the Leafs, um, no matter what the standings say. And and then you can argue who's better even beyond there. Like, is New Jersey fucking better than the Leafs? Maybe. No, in the West, not. is is Winnipeg better than the Leafs? Probably. Yes. Like, yeah. Le- Winnipeg's my third course. Don't take away my fucking. Don't take no, away my my, my, my I one prediction. Say, dude, I have it, this in my notes right here. DK's dark horse, Vegas winning the Stanley Cup. I love yep. that take. Uh, oh, he's switching his because, dark horse. Is that no, what you're no, saying? No, it was oh, Vegas. Okay. I swear it was Vegas it was, way long ago. Oh, and so you see switching. Mark Stone on IR right now. I think they're going to pull a Tampa Bay Lightning with Kucherov on IR. Guy comes back for playoff time. After they pick someone up a trade deadline and they'll end up with like a, what were they calling Tampa? The $100 million team or something like yep. that. 
I bet they fucking look like that. Mark Stone comes back. Exactly. Fucking three games into the playoffs. Their captain's back. The crowd's fired up. They got a light show going. Everyone's fucking lit. Vegas fucking wins the cup. I, I fucking <laughs> love that take from DK. From before the season even started, you said that. So I'm on board that bandwagon right now. Might throw a bet on uh, DraftKings. There you go. Is, say this. <laughs> so even in the West, is Vegas better than Toronto? Even without Mark Stone? Yes. Probably. You know what I mean? Like it's like the Leafs, I guarantee you, are not winning a cup this year. Um, Dubis, I don't think if there's nothing he can do to save his job. Hopefully you had Chicker and hope for the best, in my opinion. That's all you could, that's all you can really do. Like, um, and I would like to see that move, but you're not better than Boston. You're not better than Carolina. Uh, you're not better than Tampa. You're not better than the Rangers. You're kind of in that Penguins, um, Oilers range. You know what I'm saying? Like teams that are, they've got good pieces, but they're not, they're just not good enough. They're, they're not all around. They're not just, they're not well-built teams realistically. Like they have enough star power to keep them in that conversation, but they're just not well-built. They're not teams that are built to win a Stanley cup. Hey buddy. You're, you're preaching to the fucking choir. There is a clip out there that went viral a month too late where I said, what did I say? They were the 13th best team in the NHL? 13th, 14th yeah. best team that gets you a first round exit. I still, yeah. I, st- I, dude, I, said, I couldn't. The Leafs are playing well. I'll, I'll say it right now. The Leafs have been playing really, really well. But when it comes playoff time, realistically, I still stand by that by DK's take and saying they're the 12th to 13th best team in the league. People clowned you for that. There's some fucking randoms in the comments, oh. dude. Dude, you can count. I, you can count off the fucking. I can count a full hand, almost two full hands of teams that are better than the Leafs right now. And that's all Even I was saying at well. that time. That's all I was saying at that time. <laughs> better built is what I said. Like, and so I mean, just to say, Ty, you're right. I called. We were doing. Uh, that was our predictions. Um, our Before prediction our segment started. where you and I were picking futures and everything like that. And I said we picked a dark horse team to win the cup, and I said Vegas. Um, I am. And and don't take I my word for this. I definitely said Ottawa or something. <laughs> no, no, no. The one thing that you said that I always laugh at because of how it's gone, you said uh, we did GM of the year. And my take was Dorian, that Bradtree yeah. Living from Calgary was going to be the GM of the year. Oh, we were all Dorian. so Hey, it's that was so before off. the, the offseason was over too. And I thought fucking they were bringing in a top four defenseman, oh. which I, I was like, if they do that, you know, we're, we're doing great. But they never ended up adding that piece that we were missing. And also – Talbot, who was supposed to be the goalie we needed too, didn't fucking turn out. So it's really so hard if, to predict the future. But I'm liking this Vegas prediction. Dude, Vegas, Vegas just like if you look at their roster up and down, um, it's fucking it's just like it's fun to watch. But that's what I'm saying. I've I've been dick riding Winnipeg since like 10 games in the season. They're fucking fun to watch. Winnipeg's a good team. And the yep. one thing about Winnipeg that I think is the X factor this year is Connor Hellebuck is all the way back. He's back to a Vesna, Vesna caliber goalie and their fucking defense is sick and their fucking forward Those squad. Connors, dude. Connor Hellebuck, yeah. Kyle Connor. Oh man, they're so good. PLD as the second line center. Connor like, McGregor. Connor McGregor. Oh, name your kid man. Connor. If you ever own a kid, just name him Connor and he'll fucking do something. So yeah. All these Connors fucking kick To bring it back to the Leafs. I because uh, because I I don't disagree with you, Stu. Uh, they need a fucking defenseman if they want to. Like I think if 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 they win, like they're going through the gauntlet. If they win round one against Tampa, which is who they're going to play, like it's already basically set in stone. Yeah. Round two is going to be against Boston. I think if you win that round, like I'm personally like if like I'm happy if we beat fucking Tampa and Boston and then lose, like I'm still fucking happy because happen, those are. Though. 
And guarantee no, you no, that doesn't. Happen. I don't disagree with you, but so here's my thing about Chikrin. Like, I would rather if you're looking at defensemen on the market, I would rather have a Matt Dumba, a no. John Klingberg, John no Klingberg. No way! Oh, no, no, fucking, over, uh, dude, you rather have John Klingberg than Jack Jakob Chikrin? You I think you're gonna have to give up a shit ton less, and they're gonna make about the same impact. I think fucking Jacob Chikrin has the Oliver Ekman Larson effect. Dude, no, I think he has nasty, the Oliver Ekman Larson effect, nasty. where everyone's like, "Oh, he's only minus twenty five because he's fucking in Arizona," and then they realize once he gets out of Arizona, it's like, "Oh, he was just a fucking one of the better players on a really fucking <laughs> shitty." Team. No, dude, he's dirty like, nasty, I think, dude. But I think okay, so here's my. Take. He was like a fifth so, overall pick. He was supposed to. He was supposed to. So well, was Ekman Larson. Ekman Larson was Ekman considered Larson one of the best good... offensive defensemen in the league at one point, and then they were like, he's only minus he 45 because he plays in Arizona. I just think there's, a, there's <laughs> something to be said about being the best player on a really fucking bad team, and then when you go to a really good team and have to show out in big-time moments, it's like, oh, he's actually only a top six defenseman. He just looked that good because fucking look up Arizona's defensive core and tell me well, anybody dude, Ek- that's going to fucking compete with Jacob Chikrin over the last three years. Nobody. <laughs> Ek- nobody. Ekman Lar- <laughs> Larson was like our, also like 29 when he moved. Like, you know yes. what I'm saying? Like, like he still should have been good, but he, he's kind of like starting those regressive, regressive years. But like, Jakob Chikrin is still what? Like, I don't even know if he's 25. He's like 24. I think he's 24 years old. And I think he's signed for like, to, like this season and next season as well. So you, I'm it's not like you, a rental. Nasty. He's better than um, anyone we got on the team now. I promise you. I promise so you he's I, better than so all this of our is, defensemen. And I can't fucking, I can't argue that point. Obviously, you know my fucking take on the Leafs. I can't argue that point at all. Here's my <laughs> thing. I think you could pay less to get like a Matt Dumba, which is like a good replacement for Jake Muzzin. And I think you should fucking go balls to the wall for Timo Meyer. Like that's what I think. I think the Leafs need a fucking like another have the offense though dude i, I like, and i get that the and there's too though. much no nah, there's too many dollars allocated to offense already you need unfortunately unfortunately it's you a priced rental. yourself out of the fuck yeah but you don't want to pay you know how much you're paying for timo meyer that's another young guy that scores like 40 goals a season it's no it's no he doesn't but like he's having a great season this year and i agree you're gonna have to pay him as if he's a 40 goal score he's got 28 goals this season but I think he's having a career year right now. Like I would put no, money on it that year. he's projected that this would be his career year. So you're going to pay the most for him. I'm pissed that we we missed out on Tarasenko. Like I think Tarasenko would have fit well with the Leafs. And if you're looking at the fucking return, like think about what the Leafs have to offer. Dude, apparently fucking Arizona's asking for two first round picks plus more. We fucking can't even give that up. Like I think we're going to have to go kind of like smaller game hunting. And that's why I think like a, I, I don't think Matt Dumba and John Klingberg are better defensemen than Jacob Chikrin. Don't get me wrong. I don't think we have the assets to give up to get Jacob Chikrin. And maybe that's the same with fucking Timo Meyer. But you get what I mean. I think we need to add another player and a fucking a guy that's like a top four. Because like Sandine and Lilligren have proven that they're fucking good defensemen. Riley and Brody are good defensemen. Giordano can be a number six in any playoff team in the league this year. We need a number three defenseman. Can Matt Dumba do that for fucking two months? Probably. I like, I like I like the idea of sliding, sliding like sliding everyone down a rung. You know what I'm saying? Rather than fucking, rather than just picking up another piece. Like I'm saying, I I, I, I agree if, with that. If Dubis wants to save his job, dude, it's J- it's Jacob Shikran and hope for the best, or you're or you're done as soon as you fucking pass the trade deadline. See, but they're what not about winning, like a- they're not going nowhere. 
but what about like a fucking a, a Matt Dumba and Max Domi con- combo where you can fucking afford no, that? Max Domi slides into your top six and Matt Dumba's could be a th- number three defenseman for fucking two months. It's not enough. They're still getting Dude, they don't, they're not going to get enough. That's what I'm saying. They're not going to get enough to win a cup. We both agree with that. You can yeah. trade for fucking Connor McDavid tomorrow, and I but don't if you're think picking up rentals, if you're picking up rentals, then there's no point in picking up rentals in the first place, then is what I'm saying. Like, you may as well pick up Jacob Chicken. He's the biggest upgrade you could possibly make right now, and then you still have Patty contr- Kane? control. He's bigger than Patty Kane. That's, I think they need, I think they need, yeah, defense, I, I actually though, man. think I he's like bigger than Patty Kane. Because like the Leafs Offense have Marner, Matthews, exactly. and Nylander, they've got all the Patty oh, they've got all the sick, assets up front. They don't. They're missing even Muzzin's out, right? Like they don't have that. Like Muzzin's you were saying in that clip, yeah. like they don't have that. Exactly, they don't have that tough guy to stand in there when Matthews is behind the net, getting rinsed by all the Montreal Canadiens, smiling at the ref, looking for the ref to back. Well, they got up. Wayne Simmons that they'll fucking... bring up for the playoffs for sure, and I get that he's not going to be fucking on the ice with Austin Matthews, but like Jake Muzzin, the and they... I, I mean this in the most respectful way possible, Jake Muzzin, the mushhead, was not going to fucking go in and fight somebody for Austin Matthews. I'm sorry, he takes one flick to the jaw, his his life is over. Like he's not coming back. True, his career's I'm done. just saying they I need a Jake big Muzzin. bad defenseman. It's the same That's thing. That's why Ottawa I say Dumba needs, over and... Chikrin. Dumba is that fucking hard-hitting physical defenseman. Dude, Jake, but Jacob Chikrin is? Jacob Chikrin's a puck-moving defenseman, which we he's have more, six no, of them. Yeah, but he's, guys. he's a lot more, I think, like, of yeah, a better, better upgrade than not, adding Matt saying, Dumba. I, don't, I can't disagree with that. Jacob Chikrin's a, a great player. Dumba on the doesn't solve the physicality problem, though. It's it's literally from it, it literally starts with coaching, and it's more than one guy that can can do that for you. You, you need more than one guy to be oh, that so guy. You're calling, you're calling I'm for saying, you, I'm it saying starts it, with coach and you're calling for Keith's head, eh, at the end of the year. Well, that's like what you said. I can get jump. behind that fucking take. I can get behind that take. <laughs> I, I, no, we're playing well, man. But if, we, if we're trying to solve this, it's like it's too – Dubis has wasted too many years. <laughs> at this point, it's salvage mode. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you may as well just go get the best player. There's no way you can fi- fix the physicality issue by the by the playoff time. Unfortunately, Bro, I don't. He's been doing and that I, though. He's been going you, for the best you, player every fucking yep. time. That's small he's skill, like that's what he's been always going Nick for. Who have added on Nick defense? Foligno, Dude, our best, help. our number one <laughs> defenseman has one goal this season. Yeah, but how T- are we going to win? He's yeah. added the TJ Brodies and the Mark Giordano's and the Jake Muzzins. Like those are bigger fucking guys. That's why I think he's going to do that on defense. Um, the thing about the Leafs is, and I did this because I know I understand last year. Take last year with Colorado. Colorado was such a fucking good team, like all around, and they had McCarr on a on a great contract, like obviously because rookie deal, McKinnon on a great contract. They could pay everybody a million dollars, like you know what I'm saying. Like they could pay whatever to get whatever. You look up the last twenty Stanley Cup winners. I I almost guarantee you, looking at the list right now, seventeen of them had top five Vesna candidates until the Leafs. Or like if you, like I don't mean to bring you yeah. into this high until the Senators, the Leafs, the fucking any of these guys that are on the bubble of contending or getting close to contend, unless you have a goalie that's having a Vesna candidate season, you're not going to fucking win the cup, unless you have well, a team like a Colorado. Good, yeah, and I think good proof of that is when you watch the Olympics and they let the NHLers go, and you see the best fucking teams, they're all so fucking good. It's whoever has the best goalie that ends up winning tournaments like that. And mm-hmm. and that's where the, the Leafs are going to Marty struggle. Marty Brodeur and Fleury. Look at that fucking trio for Team Canada against uh, I don't know Ryan Miller and whoever the states had. Like that's who ends up in the finals. It's the best candies. Chicago- why do you think they won fucking three Stanley Cups or how many Stanley Cups they won? I was just about to say, look at the dynasty. Chicago, they had Corey Crawford, who was a Vesna candidate or top five Vesna guy fucking like 10 years in a row. Fucking 
Detroit had Chris, uh, sorry, uh, Jimmy Howard, who was great, and Chris Osgood. The Penguins yeah. had fucking Marc-Andre Fleury, who was a Vesna candidate all the time. Tampa's got Vasilevsky. That's why I think Shesterkin the Rangers have a legitimate... One. Yes, yeah. dude, I'm <laughs> on the goes. same page. The Ra- like, I just think until you get that, and it's literally you need one or the other. You either need a Vesna candidate goalie or a Norris Trophy winning defenseman, and I don't think the Leafs have either one of those, and I don't think Chikrin's that guy, and I don't think... Like, until we get those, we're not going to win a cup. I couldn't agree with you more, Stu. This, the way this team's built is fucking not good. I don't like it for the future whatsoever. But, like, I just, I I don't know. I feel like if you're going to win two rounds this year against Boston, like, Jacob Chikrin's just not the answer. I don't know. I love that's the way Boston's Boston's built, dumb man. Not, I promise you, dumb is not. No. You may as well get a guy that's that's competent both ways. And then, who knows? You scored 50-something points for a fucking, in a, before the scoring fucking jump. Uh, like three years ago on a team like Arizona, they were the worst team in the league. Like who knows what he does on fucking yep. uh, Toronto. At least we don't have to run five forwards on the fucking power play and give up shorthanded <laughs> goals all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, <laughs> dude, I, it's, I, I love Shikran as a player, so maybe I'm biased, but like, dude, like <laughs> I, I think it's the best case scenario for, for Dubas and his fucking hopes, the job, like he, I, that's what I'm saying. Like you, do you think he has Dumba's a not going to get you? I guarantee you, Dumba's not going to get you there. I'm not saying. Okay, I'm. Not, you're, I guarantee you, Klingberg's not going to get there. Timo Meyer's unrealistic. At least if you get Shikran, but Chikrin's you added not? a big. No, at least if you had Chikrin, though, you're like this guy. Who knows what he can do on our team? He's kind of a wild card. He's a sick defenseman on Arizona. Like maybe he's just even sicker, and he's kind of fills that. Maybe maybe he's even sick on fucking. Maybe maybe he j- turns into a Norris kind of guy on fucking. It's you see it all the time. Random guys. Adam Fox was like uh, just oh, yeah. a young defenseman that came out of nowhere when he was in you a. You got Norris and a and a Vasna goalie on Rangers there. Holy fuck! Yeah, think well, about it, dude. Dude, that's, Adam that's... Tony D'Angelo left the the Rangers, and then all of a sudden Adam Fox was a, a fucking Norris Trophy guy. Why can't Andre Miller all... showed up? Yeah, Jacob Truba, well, like all these. Yeah. I agree. Why why can't Chikrin be a guy that moves from Arizona and now you put him in a sweet p- position and why can't he be a guy that jumps in production just like that? You know what I'm saying? I think I think we're I think we're at least one I think we're a number one defenseman uh plus a good run from the goalies away from contending for a cup. Um I don't disagree with that. I mean that's that's every team in the league, right? That's what I'm trying to say. Is like every team in the league is looking for that Vesna candidate and that Norris trophy candidate and I just don't think Personally, so your best odds Jacob- at it is grabbing chicken. You're not gonna, you're not gonna even have, cl- you're not gonna come close to a cup. Uh, at least you have one percent, a zero point five percent hope if you get chicken. You're not gonna get, you're not even coming close <laughs> if there's nothing. If you're, if you're going there, so I'm saying in best case let- for Dubis, Dubis is fucking whole fucking, uh, his whole fucking litter program right now is be like, how can I get fucking chicken in a Leafs uniform? No, his program should be what's going to fucking benefit me to win. Like you said, you said unless they win a cup, he's going to get fired. I think I think <laughs> if you get a Klingberg and a Domi or a fucking does like less. a I promise you, it does dude, I I bet you it does more. I guarantee it. You get no. a fucking top four defenseman and a top six <laughs> forward. I guarantee he does more than fucking Jacob Chikrin. I guarantee it across Max, any team, dude, not Max, just the Leafs, not just the Leafs. Where's Max Domi ever won, dude? I don't think Max Domi is Where's part Jacob of the Where's Jacob Chickard ever won? He's been on the worst team in, in the every... league. Yeah, so but it's Max not, Domi. He was on Columbus. He was on Montreal. Max Domi's played for like 15 different teams, and he's never. He's been. They've been shit every time. I don't. At least Chickard like say 
He Chikrin hasn't won anything. He hasn't brought Arizona to any fucking wins. I'd rather get two defensemen than a fucking than fucking Dumba in a top six forward. To be honest, I like I'd Dumba. I think Dumba's a good defenseman. But I'd rather I'd rather get two pieces than just Jacob Chikrin. That's what I'm saying. Dude, I'd rather get. <laughs> I'd rather get pause. <laughs> that pause is just I'd, like, yo, like, go fuck yourself type pause right there. That you have. <laughs> I'd rather hear it in order. You know, when they say this is greater than this is greater than this. I'd rather Shikran is greater than every other scenario. Two, def, two, three, four defensemen, which you're saying Dumba, Klingberg, two, three, four, five defensemen is better than one, two, three, four, five defensemen and uh, and a top six or or then like a middle six forward. Uh, and then a middle six forward, and the worst of those three scenarios is a middle six forward, uh, depending obviously on the forward, and a two three or, or in a three four five six defenseman. One, one defenseman is the next worst option. One one middle of the pack defenseman is the next worst option, and then the very worst option or the very worst scenario is no defenseman and one forward, and then beyond that. Um, Nothing happens, and we all we all. Know what are the Leafs looking to, to to trade away though? Like if it goes to trade deadline, they're looking to pick something up. Who they got prospects, dude. I'd move Nyes, Matt, Matthew Nye, and Knees or Nye, whatever the fuck you say. I don't even know how to say his name. That shows you how much I give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd move him yeah. for Chikrin. I'd move Robertson for Chikrin. Robertson, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I didn't think of that. There's places to go, dude. I'm and a pick. Sure. It's going to be an sure interesting trade deadline for both the Sens and the Leafs, I think. But I think we spent enough time talking about these uh, two teams that are both not going to win a Stanley Cup most likely this year. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> why don't we move on to uh, another thing to do with hockey here. We'll make this one quick. Uh, thoughts on the All-Star weekend there. I don't know if I'm just getting older. Oh if, my uh, Am I just getting older? Like if they dulled it down a fuckload over the past few years? Because I remember watching those and Patty Kane coming out being Superman. Remember Subban dressing up as Yavmir Yager, Chara owning the the hardest shot competition. It used to be electric. Yeah. But this past year, I didn't think there was really besides uh, Brady Kachuk sitting there in his fucking lawn chair grabbing a something out of the cooler. There, that was fucking hilarious. Other than that, I thought it was a really fucking boring All Star uh, early skills comp. I didn't even watch the game to be honest. The skills comp seemed really fucking dull to me. Can I have the first take on this All Star game? Because I think we'll all agree with it. Yeah. And it was you said it in in your intro, Ty. As a kid, yeah. the All Star Game is sick. Like you, like you remember that. Yeah, like maybe I was just thought, getting old, dude. The same thing with you though. I always thought the hardest shot with Chara and Weber and all these guys. Yeah. I thought it was sick. The fastest skater. I thought it was sick. The older I get, I'm like, why don't you just fucking give these guys a ten day break, name them All Stars, give them a five hundred thousand dollar bonus for being an All Star, and skip all these shenanigans? Because like you say, like <laughs> I'm not watching, and that goes across all sports. I'm not watching the NFL. Pro Bowl. I'm not watching the NBA All Star Game. I'm not watching the NHL All Star Game. I'm not watching the skills comps. I'm not watching anything. MLB kind of like has that intrigue because like the pitchers aren't just going to throw 75 down the pipe. But for NHL, like I just find all this stuff like gimmicky and stupid, and the guys exactly. are trying. And I just feel like it should just be like a you get named the an All Star. Potential is there though, man. The potential is there. There's so much potential. I think when they're doing this breakaway challenge and shit, they're dicking around. They had that one where the goalie was shooting on the the net with the, the yeah, board the on the net with the hole that? in it. But when they're going in on a three on O and they're barely passing it around and they're fucking just doing a one T like, why aren't they doing creative shit? Like remember when Corey Perry brought a mini stick out and remember when fucking, like I said, Kane, he dressed up as Superman. Like, where's that? 
shit. I didn't see barely any of that at this past All-Star game. I saw like, you know, Kachuk did something cool with the the Florida shirt and the hat. He caught the puck in the hat. Fucking all that was like, that was fun. That's the kind of shit I watch for. I want to see these guys like goofing around like Pasternak uh, came out doing the Happy Gilmore, that shit. Like once that started happening, I was like, hey, there, that's what I've been waiting for. But there were so many times where they went down and just did that fucking, you know, three on O, whatever that challenge was. It was just so boring. It was like, what the fuck? Maybe I, I think it's just I'm getting old, boys. I'm getting fucking old over here. I quarter way to a hundred already. <laughs> I've heard a lot of <laughs> I've heard a lot of good takes on the uh, on the all, whole All Star Weekend scenario, um, and I think everyone's in agreement that it was like pretty shit and boring this year. Um, but basically, the NHL realistically, I think I heard John Scott say this: they have to play to their strengths. Like you have like but you, even John you, Scott being in the All Star game. Where was that guy this year? They rigged the fucking that's even fan more voting too. Timmy John Timmy Stutzel and for the last and, about three years, buddy. <laughs> but he was in the All Star game from fan voting. Timmy dumb. Stutzel no, and, and Suzuki had like over five hundred thousand votes or something. Like people are keeping track. They should have been voted in, but then once the actual like here's the van fan voted in people. It was a bunch of other people that did not have nearly the numbers of votes. And then, you know, then I don't know what the, I didn't look more into it, but I bet they said something like, oh, the fan voting is only, you know, 50% of who gets in kind of thing. Like it's rigged as fuck, man. It was horseshit. Timmy Stu should have been there. Bro, it's beyond Brady being there. Best buddies. That would have been hilarious. And the brothers, that would have been amazing. Absolute sense fan take right there. The only good part of the skills competition was fucking Brady Kachuk and, and Stutzel should have been there. Everything else hey, fucking sucked. Matthew, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew Kachuk was pretty sick too, can't lie. Fucking like okay, I like the, I uh, think the problem is act too. I'm not dissing everyone. I'm saying just I wanted to see more uh fun going on. Like they look like they didn't give a fuck yet. The problem yeah, the problem is the actual event itself. It's like beyond that now, it's beyond the point of like who makes and who or who made it, who didn't. Like um, like I was saying, John John Scott said you have to play to your strengths. Like what happened in the old days where it was Shea Weber in in Zidane Char on the hardest shot competition, one upping each other back, back to back. You know what I'm saying? Like now, McDavid like hitting the, the, four for four and not getting into the finals. He hit eight for eight, I think, on target shooting. That's what I'm but saying. He didn't Why didn't do it do as that? fast the whole, as the other guy? It's the, so stupid, man. The whole Broke event. It. it never used to be like that. No, they'd time it, be, but it was never a round robin like tournament bracket situation like they were doing this year. And then you make it, they they do like the first they do the event, and then you're like, oh yeah, but we're gonna do a finals, and you have to wait an hour. Come on, dude. You have, bro, yeah. do the event. Who cares if it takes two minutes? And I know like some events are like better than others, but dude. Um, Why'd they break it up like that? It was yeah, like, don't break Marner it up like shot that. an hour later. Here's fucking buddy shot. Yeah. Happy Gilmore shot. Don't, here's fucking an hour later. Next, next shot. That was stupid, man. Exactly. Don't break it up. And then in between, show me fucking goalies trying to hit a fucking slot this big. And then that's an intermission <laughs> yeah, game, bro. That was bro. so silly. It's an intermission silly. game. They send fucking Iran. They send fucking Jimmy from the stands. Jimmy I'd from fucking Shawinigan goes down I'd to center ice Timbits. and fires a fucking puck <laughs> from center ice and tries to put in the slot. That's an intermission game. You have the, you're the best players in the world. And you're putting the yeah. three on O's on a fucking goalie. Made no sense. And then shooting to try and hit a slot. You're the best players in the Hitting world. Getting one tease. Like, do something creative, you know? Fucking no. pull no. a Zegris. Where was Zegris even? He didn't even go this year, I don't think. No, dude, the creative... I have two takes on this, and Stu, I could not agree with you more. Like, I could not agree with you more. You have the best players in the world. That's why the skills competition used to be sick. You had the best players in the world doing fastest skater. 
and trying hard. Try. And you yeah. had them do yeah, faster, harder shot. And you had them do the accuracy stuff. And you had them do other things. These three on O's are fucking so dumb. The breakaway challenge that was the, the dumbest thing, thing of all saw. time. I, I get it. Like, you know what? You want to see them having fun. They used to have fun back in the day doing legitimate fucking competitions and trying. Now it's just like this stupid fucking all for kids, like a Disney type yeah, all star game. And it pisses st- me off. Yeah, yeah. Who okay, the here. judges, too? The judges were talking about nonsense, too, when they are doing the fucking breakaway challenge. It was a joke, man. It used to be so much better. Maybe I'm not getting old. Maybe it just was absolute dog <laughs> shit this year. It was dog shit. And here, here. I am now <laughs> Stewie J, the lead, the NHL All-Star Weekend consultant, all right? All right? Here is what I will change, all right? We're going to do away with the fucking shitty comedy sketches. None, no more of that. No more of that. We're going to limit the fucking dress up and the fucking role play to a fucking minimum. I know you said you love it, Ty, but we're going to we're going to we're, we're going to make that uh, at least make it special if it's going to happen. Nah, we don't need every guy going in on a breakaway dressing up in a fucking speedo or whatever the fuck they want to do or in a fucking <laughs> fairy dress or whatever they want to do. All right? We're going to give all the players a reason to want to win each event. Throw a hundred grand on the line for the winner of an event. You know what I'm saying? You have the fucking money. Yeah, well, they Let's had do the it. game. Let's it was, do it. It was in the game. If you scored a hat trick, it was like $10,000 donated from Enterprise to any foundation you want. So, like, at least they're out there competing in the All-Star game to score a hat trick. That was a thing. Why don't they add that into the skills comp? That'd be fucking sick. You know, winner of each competition gets a $10,000, whatever the fuck, donated to a charity of their choice. Then you're competing. They're playing for a car that they have a way fucking 10 times nicer car at home. Why the fuck do they want to play for this fucking SUV? You know, like I think they, they, there's definitely so many ways that they could make it improved for sure. A hundred, a hundred percent. So give them a reason to want to win the event, put a fucking hundred grand on the line. You fucking cheap fucks. All right. And then when we go to the game, Put a fucking million dollars, make it east to west, east versus west, and put a million dollars on the line. Who gives a fuck? Stop being fucking brokies. Put a fucking million dollars on the yeah. line, and the winner takes it home. That'll at least in the final five minutes of the game or so, if a team's down, they're gonna start trying. I mean, if I could walk home, buddy, with taxes and escrow in the league, dude, you know how much these players' salaries are cut. I'd be, I'd love to walk home. Even if I'm Connor McDavid, I'd love to walk home with an extra fucking 50 grand in my pocket if I win the all-star game. You know what I'm saying? So we'll do that. And then while we're at it, you know, while I'm here, NHL, you've hired me. I'm going to go above and beyond uh, the expectations of an all-star weekend con- consultant. And I'm just going to, cons- I'm just going to be a general consultant that you've hired. And I'm going to say, make the playoff format one through eight in each conference. Fuck the division yeah. wildcard shit because Dude, I said the Leafs keep playing ago. the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning and I hate it. Months ago, I said they should go back to that one eight four man. I missed that. I think it was Crosby or someone too recently saying that he agrees. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, it fucking makes the, it just makes more, makes more sense, man. Yeah. It makes a lot more fucking sense. So there you go. I, I still- just saved the league. I just saved the league. I saved the All-Star well, weekend, and I made the regular the season more exciting, and all right? And I did it for free. That's why Gary Bettman I gets booed you, when he comes out. you can afford out. to put 100 grand on each event in the All-Star fucking skills competition. You can afford to put a million dollars on the All-Star game now because I just why we're booing Gary for free. This I just year when your the Stanley for Cup free. comes out. That's why we're booing Gary this year, all right, boys? Do remember that. When you're booing Gary this year, that's why. 
you boo him because he's a fucking weasel that shows up at press <laughs> conferences and says, teams in this league don't tank. Are you fucking dumb? Yeah. Like, yeah, we tank so hard tank for Matthews. For Connor Bedard. I was just like, we tank so hard for Matthews, it's not even funny. Like, ridiculous. <laughs> so here's here's my last take on the All-Star game. I don't know where you guys were at. Um, full disclosure, I had to run down and pick up a little package from the front door for all the listeners, so I've been gone. I don't think every team should have to be represented. It was I completely agree with you, Ty. It was yeah, his fucking... <laughs> There's this fucking. It was my plugs. I threw order. one in as I was running back up the stairs for fucking to end this pod. It was a uh, Jack and Jill fucking <laughs> .ca order. What's the fucking website where you order fucking? It? I don't know. It's like there's like only Stu would know. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I never even had heard of that one. I was like, okay, I'm down. But uh, <laughs> of course, no, yeah. I, <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time. But um, <laughs> with, with the All Star game, like I hate that every team has to be represented. I hate that it's a fan vote. It should be a coaches and players vote to who gets into the All Star game. The fact mm-hmm. that somebody from fucking Arizona is on that team or Chicago is on that team Seth over Jones, Timmy you think Stutzel, he deserved to be there. Yeah, no, Seth dude, Timmy Stutzel over him all day, and that's not. I'm not an Ottawa fan. I agree with you, Ty. Like. Dude, like there shouldn't every team shouldn't have to be represented. There shouldn't be a skills competition or all star game. It should just be a bonus in your fucking contract for getting named an all star, yep. and that's that. It's yep. such a gimmick uh, now that Stu fucking. I don't, yeah. Okay. Good. We're Sorry, on the same Stu. page back, on yeah. this one. Boys, I'm back so. to the ups, Stu. I got you. Because we're because we spent a lot of time on this hockey talk, I think we move on here. And I know we promised the listeners here. I think the last time we talked about this, I was like, you know, tune in next week. And we'll have this Blue Jays offseason report. But then we had all this shit going on in our lives. We couldn't get together for a pod. But we're back now. And uh, the season hasn't started yet. We didn't take that long. So we still got time for the Blue Jays offseason report. And I think DK's uh, had thoughts on this one for a while. So I think DK, I might let you take it away here. And I'm going to go fucking take a leak. Otherwise, I'm going to piss my pants for the first time in 2023, which (laughs) we were talking about at the start of the show. And I don't want to be fucking going down that train. So. We'll, DK, what are your thoughts on the Blue Jays offseason report? We'll go quick on this, Stu, because like if you're listening to this pod and you've gone this long without hearing the UFC guru give his picks for the pay-per-view, but I just want to ask you a couple questions. Where do the Blue Jays rank in the AL East? And then I'll get into their roster with another question. If you had to rank them as a team in general, or not in the AL East, sorry, in the AL in general, where would you rank them? Um, it's hard to say because baseball is baseball and you never really know. Like one guy is a star one year and then you never see it again. Right. Yeah. So it's better to like, it's better to give a range. I'm still optimistic about the Blue Jays and I, and to be totally clear, like I actually, actually like the fucking the way the lineups uh, kind of unfolded and things that have happened this off season. I think we're a more balanced team. Um, <clears throat> in the AL East or, or in no, the American in general, League in general, yeah. um, I'll give a range. I'll say, we're, well, either, I know it's a large range, but one through four, we're either the best team or fourth best team. I don't think we slip much further than that. Yeah, I think we're a top two team in the AL. I think we're top two. I think the Yankees are still right there. If you look at the Yankees, uh, like starting rotation and bullpen, I, I, I still think it has, you know, uh, the up, like, you know what I mean? The upper hand on us. Yeah. Um, if I had to give you a take right here, um, I think Dalton Verisho has a chance of being a candidate for the AL MVP 
at the end of this season. I know that's a fucking hot-ass take, okay? Hear me out if you'll let me fucking say it. Okay. He's a left-handed bat. He hit, I think it was like 28 dingers in Arizona last year when he was the only player that pitchers could pitch around. Dalton Vershaw in the lineup where he's going to hit, they're going to have to pitch around Springer, Bichette, Guerrero. They're going to pitch to him, and now he's in a hitter's park. I really believe that he's going to fucking pop off. Like, if I had to put a prediction out there, and we can clip this and put it out and see what Jays fans think. If I had to put a prediction out there for Dalton Vershaw's final line, it's going to be 285 average, 35 home runs, and 103 RBIs. Damn. That's what I think Dalton Vershaw is going to do because I think they're going to try to attack him early and often, especially instead of going after Vlad, instead of going after Bichette, instead of going after Springer. I really love that acquisition. And I just think that, like you said, it balances the lineup perfectly. Like to have a big left-handed bat in the middle of your lineup to fuck up the other team's manager, to not be able to bring out that lefty to start the inning or like that righty to start the inning because Vershaw is going to crush him. Um, the other take that I have that I'll let you, I'm not gonna, this isn't a hot take. I do think the fucking Blue Jays starting rotation is up there with the New York Yankees. Yankees have bigger names, but I think the Blue Jays have a chance of having a fucking, the best rotation in the AL, maybe in the league. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I won't, I won't argue. I won't, I won't agree, but I won't argue cause it's fucking dude, it's baseball. Like, if there's like it's the hardest sport to predict. So like some people are gonna call you an idiot or whatever, like based on last year's fucking uh stats, but like fucking who who expected fucking Nestor Cortez to be a fucking demon like he was like Alec you know Manoa. I mean? like, well Alec yeah, Alec Manoa, who expected him to be like as good as he was. Like obviously he was a good young pitcher at a great Yorkie year, but man, he was dominant. Um like dude, people people's careers get like the revival of some guys like Justin Verlander, and maybe this is just ignorance, dude. But like, for like a few years there, I thought he was like an aging fucking former superstar, and then he was kind of like, ah, oh, like maybe this guy should retire. And then he fucking won a Cy Young, man. Like, dude, yeah. baseball is entirely like, it's, it's, it's pretty unpredictable, realistically. But um, I do like the Blue Jays. I like everything's better realistically we made some big improvements in the bullpen um we made uh we we you got chris bassett in there so our starting rotations filled out hopefully burritos can improve and i think the our, our offensively our lineup is a lot more balanced um and i think that'll probably have positive effects on the season i think we're anywhere from the first to the third best team in the american league like we still like obviously it's hard to say we're better than the yankees until the season starts until we start seeing some games it's hard to say we're better than the yankees it's hard to say we're better than the astros but seattle even in the yeah seattle just beat us so fuck i guess yeah. we have to say we're better better than seattle but like i said um at the bottom end of the range i think we're the fourth best team in the american league um and i think we have the potential to be the best team in the american league um but yeah, we'll see, dude. I'm so excited, dude. Baseball season is the best season. Oh my god, I love, I love just it's, cruising on a summer summer day, just listening to the boys on the radio. You know, <laughs> well, they just they chilling, so much drinking beer midday on a on a fucking on a on a weekend day game, heading out well, to the Rogers Center. It's so affordable too. Like I was gonna say, well, and there's nothing better. Like you're on vacation in the summer, like you take a week off, and you're like, I got five Jays games to watch. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or like, like you say, it's a Saturday, it's a 1 yeah. PM and you're like, let me just fucking throw in the Jays game. But here's my last take on the Jays. Cause I said this when you were gone, Ty, if you're listening to the pod this far, you need the UFC gurus pick. I still think that we're fucking missing out on that big swing and miss stuff in the bullpen. Like maybe outside of Jordan Romano. Um, I think that's a big piece that maybe if it, at the deadline we can add. Um, but at the same point, I think our starting rotation, like people are forgetting like Hinjin Ryu could come back and be that great number five. Like I know he had Tommy John and it was two, three weeks into the season, but the second, third month of the season when he's back, he could be the perfect number five to fill those roles, right? Um, right. I, I'm writing off Kikuchi, but I think Barrios, if you go off of his body of work and his career, he's going to come back and be the number two guy. And then it's Kevin Gosman at three, Bassett at four, and Mitch White, Kikuchi, Ryu at five. Like I, any of those fucking three guys, because I yeah. think those are the only guys. I think that is all like just sets us up for so much success. I think Varsho is going to have a massive year. I like what they've done with Kiermaier to give Springer some more like DH role. I like that we traded Mourinho. I said that right off the top trade, whoever you're going to get the most for Mourinho was that guy. I like the way the Jays are lined up one to four. I think is the great is an absolute great prediction. Um, my hot take, they, they finish first in the AL. Yeah. I like it. First in the American League. Yeah, that's that's my hot take. If I had to put a bet, I'm optimistic too. And starting the year, like with uh, with um, two great catchers that we know uh, hopefully can be great. If there's one guy that I that I think will 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 find trouble living up to expectations this year is is um, is Danny Jansen. But at the end of the day. uh, it will have two solid catchers. Like we're solid all around. Like I think our on the death chart, like our our thinnest positions would be second base and center field, right? Yeah, and I agree with and their starters there, Santiago Espinal, who I'd take from over half the league. He was an all star last year, whether he should have been or not. But you know what I'm saying? He's he's a. I think it's fair to say he's an above average player. No, he's even uh, if he's just average. The rest of the lineup's good enough yep. where he could be average. And Kevin Kiermeyer, <laughs> at least he's a fucking stud on defense. You know what I mean? And provides some speed, kind of like he, he's he's a better uh, Bradley Zimmer. Remember he had Bradley Way Zimmer better, last yeah. year. The far better Bradley Zimmer. He does all the same things, and he's but but a lot better. <laughs> so he's like Michael uh, Saunders when we picked him up during the 2015 2016 yeah. run. Yeah, he's like Left-handed Bradley fast. Yep. I'd say he's Bradley Zimmer that doesn't hit 097. <laughs> so there you go i agree with that there you go so i yeah i'm super excited man uh, i don't know like baseball is just baseball's the best go Sorry. cardinals that's all i gotta say on that now. <laughs> let's fucking go baby <laughs> yeah i actually you know i got a soft spot for the jays being the only canadian team it's the same with the raptors like i'm not a big fan of uh obviously the leafs in toronto in general no offense if you live in toronto but not a big city guy to be honest and uh fucking I just root for the Jays and Raptors though, because they're the only Canadian teams going. You got to stick with your fucking, you got to stick with the Canucks, you know. Yeah. But uh, if we're moving on here, you know, we kind of got the best save for last year. You know, we got UFC as our last topic today. I don't know if we've done that before, but yeah. Now I can say it's we saved the best for up, last dude. this time. Fired up. <laughs> All right, moving on to UFC. I'm so and excited. Before I give to hear my this guys' picks, man. Sorry to cut you off, Ty, but I'm fucking well, fired up. Like this is a big. Bro, I'm going ham this weekend. You don't understand. Like, it's Saturday UFC. 
all the boys are watching this shit. And then I'm going, and then it's Let's Super Bowl go. the next day. Like it's a big weekend, and I'm I'm ready to either make weekend. a shit ton of money or lose a shit ton of money. I don't give a fuck. It's Before a you weekend. do anything, go to the beer store, get a two four, go to the liquor <laughs> store, get out of the fuck, get all your good shit that's gonna make you feel good this weekend. And dial it in. Get fired up because, yeah, we got a good weekend of sports, including UFC, which we got right here. And before I get my picks out, I want to take a look at how we've been doing uh, since UFC gambling returned in Ontario. I think we've had two cards since that happened. The first one was uh, UFC 283. We were able to gamble on that one. I think they announced we'd be allowed to, like right before that, maybe a day or two before UFC 283 happened. And we went 11-4 and on overall picks for that card. I think we might have mentioned that one on the pod. I can't even remember, but I did put the post up on our Instagram and that. So 11 and 4 on that card. Last weekend, 8 and 2. So that's a combined record of 19 and 6 on overall picks since we've been able to gamble on the UFC again. And uh, we've also been cashing parlays in the meantime. We hit that hill plus burns. That was fucking beauty. I think it was like plus 107, something like that. It wasn't crazy, but uh, it wasn't that plus 4,000 we hit months ago. But uh, it was a nice one. And then we hit a three-leg last week. I think Stewie J was tailing that one. And then uh, not to mention Moreno there winning at plus money as well. We had him uh, as a single. That was part of Ty's Wicked Ticket at UFC 283. So, you know, we're making money out here if you're tailing these picks. And if you follow us on Betstamp, you'll see the exact picks we're making. I also post, you know, our fucking the, the entire card's picks over on our uh, Instagram page and on Twitter. So follow us on there for all those picks. I'll be doing the same thing this Saturday. Um, before I get into my picks, though, what are you guys thinking in that main event there? Makachev versus Volkanovski. I've got my thoughts. I'm going to save them. I want to hear what you guys are thinking first. Um, Volk or Makachev? Yeah. Mac- or, uh, Volkanovski at uh, plus 300 is so juicy. So okay. I'm on the... How do you I'm not, on, right? I'm on the, on the, I'm on the bulk train. I already placed that dude. I placed that bet before they even banned, like, what was that, like, October, November? As soon as the fight was announced, I placed that fucking bet months in advance. And because uh, <laughs> I saw the plus 300 line for Volk, and I know he's How a demon. How do you demon. not do it, right? I know, well, but, it, guys, but, it, but it is tough, though. Like, I, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I realistically, w- without looking at the fucking, like, if I'm being entirely honest, without looking at the the gambling lines and being biased because I see the, the juice there. I, maybe I save Makachev. Well, yeah, if I was just about to say the same thing as Stu, if I'm a square and I don't gamble and you just ask me, Oh, who's going to win? I, yeah, of course you're going to say Mak- Makachev, but like on DraftKings at plus 380 for, Volk, I don't even know if it's that easy, I'm man. Fucking, I don't even know I'm if it's that easy it. to say, of course, I don't know if it's that easy to say, of course, Makachev. Like I think they're very, evenly matched but you got obviously volks moving up a, a weight class that's and, what's going to change it yeah. makachev dummies and man yeah. handles guys at his weight so then volk being too like a little bit lighter i just don't think like i think the strength that makachev brings is going to overpower him but if you're talking plus 380 i'm all over volk i'm with you Stu, all all day long too much juice yeah. to fucking Rain it. not bet yeah when i placed this bet like maybe a week or two ago i had volk at plus 320 on DraftKings, which I think is unbelievable because I don't know how you have the pound for pound number one who has a record of 25 and one. He's on a 12 fight win streak in the UFC. I think 22 fight win streak overall. And he's a massive underdog. I get why Mac Chev's the favorite, obviously. Like he's been, he kicked fucking Oliver's ass, made him tap. That guy's got the most submissions in UFC history. He made that guy tap. So it makes sense why Mac Chev's the favorite, but plus 320. That seems a little absurd for me. So I don't know how you don't gamble on that. Like if you're a gambler, how do you not look at that and be like, I got to at least put like at least some pizza money on that or something, right? 
So I'm going Volkanovsky for sure. And these are two guys that I said I'll never never gamble against. I think I said yeah. – uh, <laughs> I think we went with Holloway over Volkanovsky, which I was hesitant about, and I should never have done that. And then Makachev's another guy that I'm like, I'm never going to bet against a Dagestan guy. So there's there's two guys that I'm like, okay, I'm never betting against these guys. I'm obviously going to go with the guy at plus money, especially if it's plus 320 is a pound for pound number one. There's no mistake there. You know, just be careful with how much you bet on it because Makachev is obviously a filthy fucking amazing fighter. I don't know. Just yeah, one of the best of all one time. And two sure. Versus pound for pound two, right? Exactly. You got the best fight in the world possible happening. Yeah, I wish they and loaded I, I wish they understand. stacked the card up a little bit though, eh? You know? Yeah, they like, tried. A lot of fights I think got canceled. A like lot imagine Shamaya was fighting canceled. on this card. He hasn't fought in a while. It yeah. would have been like that would have like holy fuck. I wish they stacked just, it up. Wish Connor came back for this one. With, can't remember off the top of my head. Uh he was supposed to fight Covington, but he's fighting someone else now. I'd have to fucking Google that one who Shamaya was lined up to fight, but it's gonna be a good fight, whoever that is. But uh, we'll just stick to 284 for a now. Um, other picks I'm going with here. One I'm having a really hard time picking between is Yar Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. I think that's the co-main. And uh, it's almost like speed versus power in this uh, this fight here because Rodriguez, he's got great movement. He's got the speed. He throws a lot of kicks. And then Emmett, rarely see him throw kicks, but he's got extremely heavy hands. And he's fucking, he's got, I think, a knockdown in every fight he's been in. So really having a tough time with this one but the dog is Emmett in that so yeah i think chances are you'll see my post on the weekend there going with Emmett just because he's the dog and we like making money over here there's no point of fucking doing a single bet on rodriguez when he's minus so um but with that being said i'm not going to finalize these picks until saturday so keep an eye on twitter for sure i'm going with volk that one's finalized i've already placed it but the other ones keep an eye on our instagram keep an eye on our twitter i'll put our full card picks out you fucking choose what you want out of there. You can make your own parlays up. If you want to tell my exact parlays, then you got to follow us on Batstamp and use code NUX when you sign up. Uh, another pick I'm going with here is an underdog, though. Just to mention on the pod, Parker Porter. Like him as an underdog, but with the heavyweights, you never fucking know. One punch and Buddy could be knocked out cold. But I think he's the better wrestler in that fight. And he's plus money. So I'm going with that one. And then, uh, fuck it, we'll throw a three-leg parlay out there. We got Jenkins. Uh Della Mandolina, no idea how to say his name like most of these fighters from other countries. And then Luke Boonmi got them all to win. So you throw those three together, I think it's like plus 150-ish somewhere around there. And that's all I got for now. But if you follow us, like I said, on Betstamp, you'll see the exact bets I place. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You'll get the picks for the entire card. And as you heard our record there, it's worth it. And then unless you got any more thoughts on UFC, lads, I think we're good to move on to final thoughts here. I... I mean, I, I, I would like to say that with the gambling being struck uh, down and it's back to fucking gambling, my strike is now over. And I always say this. I'm Let's only going to give out two picks, Ty. Um, if you're, I always say this, and I have to reiterate in case you're a new listener. If you're going to listen to UFC picks, you have to go with Ty. He just said our record is great. It's Ty's record. That's great in the <laughs> UFC. It's not yeah. me. Like, it's it's not our record. It's Ty's record is unbelievable. That's Box on Knox's record, baby. But I'm a, as, as Ty I alluded to, I am a pizza money better. I love throwing the pizza money, that fucking 15, that 10, that five yeah. on fucking just long shot odds. And I and, and I agree with you with the Emmett and Yair Rodriguez. The line that screams at me is Yair Rodriguez to win by KO, TKO, or DQ at plus 300. Think? I think you Maybe. have to. I was saying Emmett. And that's Emmett. what I'm saying. But no, no, but like. It's a dog. It's speed versus power, and and I know Emmett has the power, but Yair Rodriguez has some fucking gross knockouts on his highlight reel as well. Um, I really yeah. do, I really do like 
if you're and like I said, if you're gonna listen to UFC picks, listen to Ty. But this is my pizza money bet: is Yair Rodriguez. I'm by at KO. a loss for that fight. I'll say, don't like say Miami picks for sure. Like, wait till I post. If that you one guys on are Saturday. both confident, there's a good fucking. Sorry to cut you off, Ty, but there's a good hedge opportunity there. Oh, for sure. We're kind of on the opposite. We're kind of We're on, on the opposite on this one. Though. Yeah, but it's plus money yeah. both ways, though. Yep. Yeah. True. Significantly. True. Yep. Yeah. And then so, fucking. I yeah, always we'll see. we'll see what my final picks on Saturday are. Keep an eye out for those. But DK, sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, 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 dude. It's fun. You're the UFC guy here, and I fucking am cutting you off. So <laughs> my other pick, and if you've listened to the pod long enough, you know I hate fucking 35, 36, 37 year olds in the UFC. And the co co-main event has Alonzo Menafield, who's 35 years old, going up against Jim Crute, who's a young 26 year old. Up and comer. I think if you go Jim Crute by KO, TKO, or DQ at plus 215, I think that's great value. Ty has also kind of adopted this theory of you just don't bet on old fuckers in the UFC. It doesn't work. <laughs> Their chin's gone. Yes, they still have the power. The power is the last thing to go in any sport, but they don't have the chin and they can't fucking hang with a 26 year old. Give me Jimmy Crute. I know his name's Jim. Jimmy Crute. At fucking plus 215 yeah. to win by KO, TKO, or DQ. Those are my two picks. Two guys to win by KO or TKO or whatever you want. Plus 215, plus 300. I like them both. But if you're going to listen to UFC picks, go with ties. Well, I don't hate your picks either, DK. And I think with, uh, you know, with Yari Rodriguez there, that's, uh, like I said, I'm really at a loss for who to pick in that fight. I'm just going with Emmett because he's the plus money. And he's also, actually, when I first started getting into UFC gambling, uh, the, that card was, uh, Nunez versus, um, fuck. I can't remember her name. I've worked chick to beat. Me. No, no. Like, uh, she lost. It was, it was like plus 1000 for this Pena, Pen, Julia Pena. Yep. So Pena won yeah. that night. And I also had, I had like a good seven leg parlay going. This is before I even gambled on UFC. I was just starting to, and, uh, Emmett was on that card. I think I had him to win by knockout that night, which he did. And uh, that's part of the reason I'm a little biased towards Emmett. I really like the guy, but he's uh, he's also you know had surgery I think on his leg and shit. So it's he's won since, but fuck, that's a good fight, man. That's a good fight. Yep. But I will put final picks out, like I said, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we'll move on to final thoughts here. Uh, anything you guys want to mention before we get out of here? We'll be back tomorrow. Stewie baby. J, maybe a little. Uh, we got Super Bowl fucking thing coming up. Maybe you want to mention that one more time there. Yeah, super. So this episode will be up Friday. Um, so if you listen right, if you always listen right away, um, you're hearing this Friday. Um, if you're listening to on Saturday, check it because I, I, I'm going to have uh, we're recording Friday, the Super Bowl preview, and I'm going to make sure to have that one out by uh, Sunday morning or Saturday morning. Sorry. So um, you have all of Saturday and Sunday until the, until the Super Bowl starts. Um, to listen to that one, um, it's gonna be picks, yeah. picks, picks kind of thing. I think that's what we're looking at. Eh? Like it's gonna just, be, it's uh, gonna be a quicker not, pod, just a straight up. Not as one, long as one, this one, that's for sure. Well, we haven't been around in a while. This is gonna be episode thirty-three, and then the Super Bowl pod. We'll 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 call it uh, episode thirty-three point five. And we'll just talk about the fucking go. Super Bowl or whatever, right? It'll be 33.5 or a bonus episode or whatever you want to call it. It's just going to be picks the from Fox the Fox Nux Super yeah. Bowl special. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Super Bowl I bonanza. I fucking love everything about it. And yeah, that's we'll be back tomorrow to record. So, I mean, we went on I don't on even know what the deal is with saying, uh, 
with saying Super Bowl on a podcast because they know I work in radio. You can't say Super Bowl on the air. It's like yeah, shit, so Super Bowl might betting preview. Super Fuck Bowl, Roger Super Goodell. Bowl. <laughs> nah, I'm putting a straight up smoke title, a Super Bowl, Bowl preview. That's yeah. what I'm titling. Oh the yeah, a hundred percent. Super Bowl gambling <laughs> preview. Oh, we're Episode not thirty three point five. Yeah. What's the what is it? Is it the CRTC or whatever comes after you if you like don't if you say super? Who's, no, well, they like, come. I think the NFL comes after you. Yeah, but who's it's like the same, the, you can't say Zamboni? There, Zamboni's not. That's like a copyrighted fucking ice thing. resurfacer machine. That's what you're supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, what you're yeah, supposed yeah. to say. You know, someone in my one of my coworkers gotten shit for saying Zamboni. That's the only reason I know that. He's like, Jeez. I had no idea. I was calling a Zamboni, and they fucking came after me for saying yeah. that. It's so, nuts. I mean, you gotta. I but mean, we're, we're not, that, uh, yeah, we're not generating revenue. I don't think it applies to no. us. We're not held to any standard here. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll I be fine, but, right. but yeah, keep an eye out for, for that show. Um, uh, yeah, we're back. So long, it's, it's a two hour episode today. So, um, yeah, we took a, uh, we've been inconsistent lately. So, uh, a lot of extra, a lot of extra to talk about and a lot of extra for the listeners. Um, so yeah, two hour episode, we didn't even mention the Super Bowl, So, um, yeah, tune in uh, to the bonus episode if it's not there yet. Uh, keep an eye out. Um, keep an eye out Saturday morning for the Super Bowl preview. And then I also mentioned yeah. quickly um, because it's fast approaching. Um, DK is going to see if he can get the day off, but or or a couple days off around there. But the um, all signs are saying that Ty, DK, and I, the three of us, are going to be in attendance at the Toronto Maple Leafs at Ottawa Senators game in Ottawa on March the 18th. So you best believe it, goddammit, that we're going to be shooting some fucking content where when the Leafs go up fucking three zip in the first period, we're going to be pouring our fucking <laughs> yeah, beers on Yeah, because last head. time too, right? Fucking yeah, 6-2-L. Yeah. Like, what are yeah, you saying, con- buddy? It's, fucking it's, get out of here. It's a season of revenge and we're going to be fucking rubbing it in Ty's face in person. Uh, I think so you'll have all, one of those deja the- vu's like you had when you got too baked there last time, buddy. You'll be having deja vu all over again, buddy. That's what's going to be fucking happening. All the Leafs fans, again. all the Leafs fans that listen to the pod and hear Ty's fucking shitty fucking sense tanks and start banging on their dashboard while they're driving down the highway, hearing this guy's fucking bias sense takes. We'll have some revenge when we start fucking <laughs> flipping them off right in the eyes in person at the fucking sense game. I wish the listeners could hear could look at Ty's face right now. Ty just went from laughing to just dead serious. Like you want to fucking talk about the I always glimpse over when I'm like chirping like that because I know Ty does take it to f- take it personally. So hey if there's one thing you got to give credit for dude he lives and dies by the scent you gotta respect a diehard he doesn't fuck around man he doesn't fuck around yep i got a lot of family in ottawa eh? so you fucking piss me off too much when we're in ottawa there i'll get the whole squad after you (laughs) buddy buddy the whole building's gonna be blue buddy i'll have fucking fifteen thousand leafs fans after your ass oh i'll be probably i'll be in a fucking scrap then if you're fucking you're gonna be a scrap oh you're outnumbered in your own building so take that i was just saying it'll only be fifteen thousand because the building won't be fucking sold out as always because nobody gives a fuck to go to an ottawa senators game (laughs) have you ever been to an ottawa versus leafs game in ottawa it's like it's pretty close it's to 50 50 i'd say it's it's yeah, fucking it's a lot of fucking i've seen beef in the crowd I've seen people born beers <laughs> on people's heads and shit it gets Bro, pretty heated. Gonna, it's gonna be st patty's day weekend i've been fired up dude we have you know we have a fucking we're gonna have a row of leaf fans oh that's gonna be and that's gonna be a weekend of polluting 
the bodies, the boys are going to be in fucking rough shape by the time the third period rolls around at the fucking yeah. Leafs and Sens game. <laughs> yeah, but there's no, going to be content. It's going to be fucking a good time. I'm, yeah, content. No healthy yeah. shit that weekend because I don't want to be shit in my pants, yeah. so it's going to be only unhealthy <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, fuck. I don't know why you even went the healthy round. You started shitting yourself. <laughs> I know, I know. But Diet body Cokes only that weekend. Diet Cokes only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck that. No, no Diet Cokes. If I see a Diet Coke, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> bro i can't yo oh, no, never mind i was about to go off on a wild tangent you don't even want to hear what i was about to say anyways fucking you know, wrap oh, this up. Go ahead, <laughs> all right we'll wrap it up here that's a wrap for episode 33 of bucks on nux make sure to check us out on instagram twitter and tiktok and if you like the pod drop a five-star review down for it and check out the other podcasts on showbile.com and to quote my main man dave here if you can't be cool be careful and if you can't be good be good at it <laughs> <laughs>